and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. Hall running free, Reese Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. Stevens always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of the stats that I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, I see some people in here. Uh, I saw Eagle with a comment before that didn't pull up. Uh, I see Steven Angle in here. Joe, my fucking blew it. Uh, Jealous Beanbag, what's up? Uh, who's asking about some of the, the, the Jets hate. Uh, we got Blake Seen here who says live finally. Um, I know that the times are not always necessarily the same. We've been doing like Wednesdays, Fridays, Thursdays. We're going to try to keep it Thursdays at 6, but this is the two-hour window I found, so um doing it at four o'clock so it's a little bit earlier for some people this is when i gotta do it uh but a ton to talk about obviously with the preseason game happening with joint practices happening with just camp in general happening um injuries uh hard knocks one jets drive there is so much to discuss um which i'm going to go through in a bunch of uh in, in sporadic type of fashion uh Steven Angle asks where is Kyle um Kyle did he, he does every other week so um he'll be on next week and then during the season I think Kyle's going to be every single week and if not Kyle every single week it'll be Kyle the Nania Kyle the Nania but we've a lot to talk about um especially the game too because a lot of people I know they can't get the all 22 of it and a lot of people don't watch it in general so um I'm looking forward to interacting with you guys just one-on-one -on -one. and any questions about the games or oh did this guy perform you know, as some people say he did or or worse than some people say he did, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, RJ says, finally got in here live. Congrats on the baby, Joe. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, late, late, uh, late January it's coming. So uh, right in time for the playoffs, <laughs> right in time for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> thank you, Steven Engel. Uh, what's up, CD? Yeah, but there's, there's a lot. To, I honestly don't even know really where to start. I guess I'll start with the game. Um, just because like chronological order, we'll do the game first. We'll do a little bit of, of one Jets drive. Actually, I'll, I'll hit on that first. Um, waiting for some people to get in here, obviously a different time. Um, last week, and, and this is not to shit on one Jets drive or anything like that, but, um, there was that argument of like, especially after one jet, one jet drive aired, it's like, oh, we don't need hard knocks. Screw hard knocks. This is such a better product. Really? Really? Come on, come on, people! Like, no, no offense to One Jet Tribe. Obviously, they have to come, you know, from the perspective. Okay, everything positive about the Jets. Um, they have a lot less manpower than Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, I'm sure, has a lot more people than One Jet Tribe does, where it's only a few people. But you know, you watch One Jet Tribe, and how many, how much of it, of, of it did you see already? You know, like the ABT stuff was a little bit new. There's a little bit more to the golfing. That was like 20 minutes. The first, you know, for the, for the first 20 minutes of the show it was, it was him golfing. And it's like asking actors and stuff about their opinions of Aaron Rodgers. Like we give a fuck. So, you know, it's, I, I get that they're short staffed, but that episode to me, 
they've been falling off a little bit and maybe I'll never, maybe I'll never get on the one jet drive stuff. And, you know, me freaking out about a guy because of some of this stuff, but let's be real here. I think they've been falling off a little bit. I'm not just to be negative. It's just, it's a lot of recycled stuff and, and they obviously have to put stuff out for social media um, um, to keep the engagement up. So they have to recycle a lot of the stuff they use. So really, I feel like I watched all of it already. So I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, cool. Hard knocks. Come on, dude. Oh my God. That hard knocks episode. Um, now I'm curious to see the hard knocks of, of this year with the Jets are giving them less access versus years prior, because this one felt a little bit less in depth in terms of like, um, who was that, who was like that, that UDFA linebacker or whatever, or late round linebacker for the Lions last year, who like got into his story. You want me, we want to get into Beckton's story. There's a bunch of things we want to get into. This was more surface level stuff. And it's not even like they took like such a pot, like, like it's not even like they took a negative spin towards the Jets, but everything was just so good, dude. Like that, that one, one, obviously Salah with the whole, you know, the crow peck in the neck thing. Um, that was obviously awesome. And I, and I have some notes about it later. Um, but that one scene where it's like the Ed Sheeran song shivers or whatever it is. And they ask Salah about like what it's like to have Aaron Rodgers, and he's sitting in the room and he's like, Oh, he's obviously the best quarterback I've ever had. And then the Ed Sheeran music comes on and he starts throwing fucking darts. Like that was an, Awesome, awesome scene. Um, Garrett Wilson and Sauce, the whole um, ch- charcuterie board or charcuterie board, however the hell the guy pronounced it, Tanzel Smart, however he pronounced it, that was that was awesome. Um, the game, the, the game film was awesome. It was such a good show, man. I, I was I was legitimately um, enjoying it. Um, and uh, my wife watched it a little bit the next morning, and she like at, at the part where like Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball at the Ed Sheeran stuff. She's like, I can imagine you last night like, how excited you were watching this. She fell asleep, but. That was awesome. It was it was such a good show. Um, so I think we can stop the hard knocks versus one jet drive thing. We clearly see what is a better product, and you know Rogers coming out and saying it's obviously not as a, a distraction or as much as a distraction as they thought. Um, the whole scene of uh, what's his name, live live something or whatever the hell the guy's name is, who 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 uh, is the voiceover guy or who are like who's a, who's a narrator when he's flying in on the helicopter and he's he's narrating himself coming in. Like is it was so good. It was so good. Daniel Murphy, um, what's up? Like the video, yeah, something I never asked for, but I would appreciate it. Like the video, um, thanks a lot, Daniel Murphy, for reminding people. The dif- the difference uh, was drastic between Hard Knocks and One Just Drive, yeah, for sure. Like what else? Let, let me see. I, I wrote some. I wrote some other shit down about Hard Knocks that was just like to me out of this world. Um, the Salah speech, the and you know now I now I have my notes up. The the whole AR thing about how he just changes the feel of the locker room and the coaches. You can see how excited they were. That one clip, another really good clip. Um, was when the defensive meeting room was going over the Rodgers throw. And it's like, dude, listen, like who else makes this throw? Like we're in perfect coverage. It's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Like he, now he's our quarterback. Like we're going to be in every game because of this guy and because of our good defense. Another great scene. And just watching him in general from the shit we've gone through from the, you know, the, the macros and people arguing about Sanchez, but he was still a bust. Let's be real. Um, Darnold, all this crap that we watched Hackenberg uh Fitzpatrick McCown not being offensive to any of those guys just not nowhere near to Rodgers and now you're seeing Rodgers in a Jets jersey spin a Jets football talk about how much he wants to be for the Jets so that was amazing obviously sauce was good with his his whole uh cut to him graduating uh, Garrett Wilson's competitive nature you gotta love that guy um he's the exact type of football player that I like and obviously a lot of people like but he's an absolute dog um you know yelling at the defense to get their face in their grasp and they're doing push-ups because they lost the, the um, the, the day awesome. 
the Tracucci board. That's what he called it. Tanzel smart, which was another obviously funny scene. Um, Al Woods talking about how Aaron Rodgers is, you know, nothing like they expected. And people who say he's a bad guy or liars, whatever he did when he pulled up that boom, mic. um, Q just like giggling in practice. Quincy's talking about, you know, enemy UAV overhead with the helicopter coming. Like that was fun. Um, Sal's excitement over, over, you know, Aaron Rodgers at practice, obviously another good one. Uh, his excitement over Chaz Surratt in the, in the preseason game, another awesome uh, one, pretty good Zach Wilson segment with him, no looking and all that stuff. And him talking to Rodgers through practice, um, the whole pylon drill thing where they're throwing the, thing, <laughs> they're throwing the ball trying to hit the pylon. And, uh, you know, Hackett's throwing it and, you know, Aaron Rodgers throws in the Sean Payton right before he throws it. Like, awesome. Like, such an awesome show. I'm um, really looking forward to it next week. One Jets drive, again, like, not to shut on. It's it's still something you watch, um, but it's not something I'm, like, actively really excited for. It's it, Again, it's a hype piece. And even Hard Knocks was to a certain extent, but Hard Knocks just has that. It's just a different level. The the scenes, the the, the music, um, everything just a different level. And, yeah, I'm not trying to shit on them, but. People are out there like saying that it was better. And then, you know, today I, I kind of put it out there like, can we can we stop with the one judge drive versus hard knock stuff? And there's people like quote Kremick. I love both. It's like, okay, 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 you do. I get it. But one's a lot better than the other. I'm sorry. So um, let me go back to the top though and say hello to some people. And then we'll go through the game. And again, we'll go through a bunch of the notes I have and stuff. But uh, because a lot of the game we have to recap, right? Like, I didn't talk, I didn't talk about that at all with you guys, which um, we will talk about. Um, if, I was, if you guys want to see any plays or anything like that, let me know. But Let's see. Uh, I know there's a question up here before that. I Okay. Jealous Beanbag says, uh, why does it seem like non-all Jets fans hate the Jets now? Um, One, like Eagle said before, or like uh, uh, Steven said before, it's 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 jealousy, but it's also the fact that the Jets have like always been the punching bag of the league. So we're going to have to actually prove it before anybody gives us credit. At the end of the day, like some of it is jealousy. Like the, the fact that we beat the Broncos and Sauce Gardner was largely involved. The Broncos fans are always going to hate the Jets because they're always going to say he was holding that game because they lost that game because of a few, a few Sauce Gardner plays. You know, the Dolphins know where the Jets are now. Now we're a serious threat. So they're going to shit all over Sauce Gardner and say how good their secondary is. It's because they're secondary versus ours. You know, you have Howard and Ramsey, and then you have all the Sauce types. So that's where the argument comes in for the, for the Dolphins fans. So it's Broncos fans, it's Dolphins fans, it's Seahawks fans of the woolen thing, but it's all because of Sauce, and it's all because of a lot of talent we're getting. Um, you know, I'm sure Miami fans aren't thrilled that we're getting Aaron Rodgers on the team, you know, so it's, it's a hate thing. It's, it's, it's a hate thing where the punching bag and it's the fact that people are getting a little bit jealous of the Jets and people, and I know there'll be somebody out there. Oh, you guys are seven and nine last year. Okay. Or seven and 10, put that money down on the Jets this year. We're going to be that bad again. If you're so confident, go ahead, throw a couple of grand that we're going to win less than 10 games this year. I dare you. If you're so confident in the Jets being so bad. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't engage a lot of it. Um, I usually don't. So. Let's see. Uh, question. Ooh, I like that. Q. That makes it really easy for me, Daniel Murphy. I appreciate that. Uh, would you rather sign an available off- offensive tackle or move ABT to right tackle if it comes down to it? Um, so it kind of depends like on, on who the offensive tackle is, right? And and I, I threw out Taylor Lewan earlier in the day, and obviously I didn't know that he, he lost like 50, 60 pounds, whatever it is. He might not be playing football again. Um, so it kind of depends who it is. But if we can, if we can kind of change that question to would you rather like trade or sign, um, a tackle and keep ABT at guard, then that's that's the answer. Now, obviously, there are some better guard options out there, both seemingly in free agency and in the trade market. Obviously, you're hearing about you know Zach Martin out there. Would the would the Cowboys really do that for a team who's trying to push for the Super Bowl? It would probably be a really stupid move to 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 do. Um, you have Risner out there who's a pretty good guard, and I know there's some other guard options. So you probably have better guards out there. But the problem for me with that is, or yeah, the, the problem with that for me is there we go is AVT could be a very good tackle, okay? 
Let me start there. He could be a very good tackle. ABT was playing like an all-pro guard last year before he moved to tackle. So you can ask yourself the question, one, do you want to keep screwing around with the guy? If his, if his best position, if he's an all-pro guard, keep him an all-pro guard. An all-pro guard, and again, obviously, we have to go through the rest of like the gymnastics of the roster, but if you're telling me, okay, just in a vacuum, all-pro guard versus, versus a pro ball tackle, which one would you rather have? All-pro guard. Give me the all-pro. Give me the better player. I think he's a better guard than a tackle no matter what. I still think he could be a very good tackle, but I don't want to keep fucking around with this guy and say, okay, now you're going to play right tackle this year. The next year, once we have tackle, you go back to guard and stuff. I want to keep him in one spot, but we may be running out of time now at this point, and we may have to just put him at tackle and freaking get a Dalton Risner out there because while I prefer to keep ta- uh, ABT in, inside because that's his best spot, I also don't want this year to go to absolute shit because we don't have an offensive line. And for the most part, I I – I defend Joe Douglas for a lot of what he does, but I think I see it from, from both sides of it. And Nania brought this up to me, which thank you, Nania, um, which people are going to hate him for this too. Or I guess maybe even, even, even more so if you're, if you, if you hate the negative stuff, but he was, we were, we were, we were chatting and he was like, dude, you said it last year. He's like, you mentioned that if the Jets should treat this year's tackle position, like Makai Becton doesn't exist. And I completely forgot. I said that, but we're seeing why now we, you can't rely on a guy who, again, in his first season, he played what, you know, 11, 12 games, and he came out of multiple of those 11 or 12 games, missed his whole second year, obviously an injury that, that he hadn't really no part of. His third year, he came in, inj- he injured himself again, and there was obviously some, you know, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that the Jets weren't obviously so thrilled with. And he comes back this year, and regardless of what you want to say, and we'll talk about the game, he played great. But he played seven reps. Was it, se- was it seven reps? I think it was seven reps, seven or eight reps. And while looking great, if I told you before the game, hey, guys, I know Salah wants him to play 20 to 25. He's only going to play seven. We're all going to say, okay, that's not good, right? That's like, that's like me rehabilitating my, my, my knee and my trainer saying, okay, today we're going to run two miles. Today we're going to take it easy, just an easy two miles, nothing crazy. I'm a half mile through, and I say, oh, fuck, my knee, my, my knee doesn't feel right. I got I to gotta, I gotta pull myself out. It's a problem. Now, I'm not saying the action, him pulling himself out is a problem because – Obviously, he wants to maintain his health, and if he's feeling discomfort in his knee and his knee is actually hurting, no, he should not push through and injure himself. But the fact that he's pulling himself out of games, the fact that we're seeing in some practices he's playing, some of them he's he's off to the side, some practices he's doing individual drills but not team drills. Listen, this could all be a ramp-up, but at the end of the day, we got fucking, what, 31 days until the start of the season, and, and Becton isn't starting, and he's pulling himself out of practices and can't finish preseason games against a bunch of scrubs. I'm very concerned. It just is what it is. I'm concerned. So at this point, I get the shit where we're like, okay, let's trade for Evans. Let's trade for this guy. Let's trade for that guy. Let's trade for a fucking tackle. And I don't know who it is. I don't. Uh, I know Nania or Rivka. Sorry, I don't care which one. It was did an article about three we can trade for. I believe it was Nania. Um, I know some people have mentioned Lel Collins. I know there's a dude with the Saints, I believe, who's out there um, potentially. But the Jets got to do – they have to do something because right now – Maybe I'm the true pessimist of all of us in here, but based on everything we've been seeing, are any one of you in here going to bet that Mekhi Becton plays even half the season? I don't think you would. I think the positive side of you wants to. I don't think you really would. So um, my advice to the Jets in the offseason was to treat this roster like you didn't have Becton. You might not. And now you have Max Mitchell and Billy Turner as your next guys up. That's a problem. And obviously you can take, you know, Max Mitchell can take that leap. Sure. But I'm not banking a 2023 Super Bowl run on Max Mitchell some, becoming something that he, is, that he has not yet been, right? 
Um, so I'm sketched out. I need a tackle. There's a month. Maybe it changes. Maybe Beckton comes out. He, you know, he, he lights up the Panthers. He lights up the Giants or whoever else we're playing in the preseason. He's practicing all this stuff, but I'm not so sure. You know, and, I, and there's a quote today. I think Salah said something to the effect of, um, "Like we'll see. We'll, he'll he'll push it as far as he can on Saturday or something like that." Yikes! Jealous beanbag, uh, beanbag. Uh, one judge drive only shows the positives and never the negative. Hard knocks respectfully blows out of the water. But like, and, and even with that being said, though, like what what aspect of hard knocks was negative this week? None of it was negative. It's just the actual production quality is better. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, and a lot of it's new. Again, with one judge drive. They have an obligation to put out stuff, right, on, on social media. How much of that episode did we already watch? If you've been following the Jets, 85 90%, like legitimately, we've seen all that stuff already. We saw the golf outing. We saw him exchanging necklaces or, or, or Sauce giving him a necklace. We saw, you know, the only thing new was like ABT driving to practice for a couple of minutes in, in his, was it Porsche or BMW, wherever it was. That was the only thing like we really didn't see before. So, again, not to shit on the guys, but Hard Knocks was like, Appointment TV, like you know, nine fifty-five. I was sitting there refreshing that fucking page, waiting for that shit to come on. It was, it was awesome. Um, good evening, uh, the Hawk. What's up, my man? Account for commenting to blow it. I haven't seen you in a little bit. Uh, account for commenting to blow it. Um, can you speak ABT to tackle? Uh, narrative was positive. PFF was mostly down on it. Whatever that's worth. Curious what the tape said. The okay, so I already hit on this a little bit, right? Um, accounting. I know I'm a couple of minutes behind the chat as per usual, but I already answered that. Uh, very good tackle. All pro guard. I want to keep him at guard, but. With that being said, if they bring in a guard and he can move the tackle, okay. You know, if it's a situation where they feel like Tippmann's ready at center and you want to move McGovern to right guard and him at the tackle, that's better than Max Mitchell or Billy Turner starting. It's just we should have never come here, right? Like we should have never gotten here. And I, and I get that, you know, um, Broderick Jones was traded up for and we didn't want him anyway. Um, you know, Orlando Brown, we offered him, but we didn't land him and he landed with the, uh, with the, with the Bengals, right? With all that being said, they needed to do something. Something was Carter Warren and Billy Turner, who is a barely, barely rosterable tackle. And, you know, I, I, I think for a better or better argument's sake, I should be able to bring up, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy. And I don't have that list necessarily. There's a move that could have been made out there. There's somebody, but again, Lel Collins, the guy from the Saints, whatever it may be, you know, uh, but they got to figure it out because what's happening right now is going to, it's going to crash and burn the season where it's, it's going to really fuck us up. So hawk content hopping. <laughs> Got home early today, so I'm I'm making it to all the all the lives. Uh, I, I didn't mean to. I don't know if I'm stepping on anybody's toes right now. Uh, Thursday at four o'clock, but my apologies if I am. We're all cool anyway. So waiting on my stuffed shells. Just like I, I don't really like stuffed shells so much. Um, o line, yeah, the O line. Like like Roger said in, in one of his recent interviews, the O line in the interior is pretty good. Like I'm I'm comfortable with you know McGovern, Titman, Cologne, Schweitzer. Um, you know, Lincoln Tomlinson, he'll, he'll bounce back somewhat ABT. Like I'm cool with all that tackle. I'm even somewhat fine with, you know, I'm fine with Brown, like Brown on that, on that left side. I think he's going to come back and I'm okay with, with the, with the depth there. Um, the depth's never going to be obviously as good as the starters, but I'm okay with Brown. I'm just really, really concerned with that right side. I don't know what's going to happen. Max Mitchell being your starter all year is not a good thing. Um, we saw him in that game. He was terrible and I'll, I'll show you plays if I need to, um, him and, uh, um, uh, Carter Warren were awful in that preseason game. So, again, against backups, too. We're talking about not even starters he was bad against. He was terrible versus backups. And, like, not even close to making good plays. So, uh, let's see. One Jet Drive, episode one wasn't good at all. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the super chat. And, again, I'm not a shit on the guys, but it, 
how much of it was new. That's all I'm going to say. But I appreciate it. And again, you know, credit to the Jets and all that stuff. And I should probably go and check my Twitter and see if the Jets are following me. But like after the episode, I quote tweeted something. I kind of it's kind of like mm, like all right, sure. I, I don't know. But pe- some people out there are like, oh my god, it was so good. What was good? I don't know. I'm, I'm negative, though, I guess. Um, hey, Joe, Hard Knocks was great, and I love the Eagle and the Crow story from Salah, but my question, 1 to 10, how concerning is the O-line to you and ABT's rumored to move to tackle? Okay, so yeah, I already hit on ABT to tackle thing. Um, how concerned am I about the offensive line? I feel like it's kind of hard to quantify, right? Because, like, obviously, if we had questions at multiple positions, it should be really high, but we don't really have questions at, like, two one-and-a-half positions. So um, I, I would say, like, a six or a seven right now. But, and that's high, that's high considering it's only really one spot, but it's really one and a half. Like I'm halfway concerned with left tackle and I'm fully full blown panic, not panic, but concerned about um, right tackle. So let's say, let's say a six or a seven and, and, it, and it would be a 10, but it's just because we don't have as many spots, um, you know, that are questionable. So uh, where, <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of offensive lines up I'm already hitting on. Look at this Q Hawk being professional. That's not that's not typical from 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 Hawk there. Uh, Bam is reportedly separating himself from the rest of the pack at camp for a guy who came in and went over 100 yards last year. Do you think he could be the future uh, future? Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think he's ever going to be feature, right? Um, because one, that's not what the system does. Like even when Brees was full go, he wasn't like he was featured, but he wasn't full featured back. Like he's never going to be Derrick Henry or one of those guys. Um, so I think he could be the number one, but truly if like if the featured back, no, just because Izzy and Michael Carter will get their, their share. But I, I heard the same thing. And that was specifically from, at least for me, Hawk, I'm not going to put words into your mouth, but, uh, Robbie Sabo said that he thinks that, that he is, uh, he's seeing bam with the ones a little bit more now and that he's starting to separate himself from, from Michael Carter, um, which could be true. Could not be true. I could watch the same thing that Robbie uh, watches and think the complete opposite, but I, I trust his eye more than anybody out there. So, um, yeah, Zion Knight apparently uh, separating himself from the pack, and I did the film review on him, dude. Like he, he's those games against the uh, what, what games were they really like, shitty with the yards per carry, like the the Seahawks, the Dolphins, whatever. He had no chance. He had no chance in those games. So, yeah. Uh, ABT's pass pro is fifth best in the league at tackle. He's just a beast anywhere. Let's stop capping ABT's abilities. Um, yeah. So again. <laughs> And I'm not, it's not, it's not, it's not to be negative, um, Hawk or anything like that. It's you're going off the PFF number. I'm going off of what I've watched and I trust myself a lot more than PFF. He was a very good tackle. He just wasn't all pro guard. So like he could be a pro ball guard or, or tackle. I legitimately think that. So it's not like I'm talking shit about the guy. I just think he's a, I think he could be one of the best, if not the best guards. So, um, and again, fifth best by PFF. Okay. PFF also graded Adrian Amos very high in 2020 and he was not very good in 2020. You know, uh, Dewan Landry is one of their better safeties in the league. Dewan Landry, we knew he was not one of the better safeties in the league. So, let's see. Uh, I prefer my Jets content with foul language. One of the many reasons I love listening to <laughs> Yeah, maybe I should chill on that, but I, I appreciate that. Seven snacks, fuck him. He's done here. Yeah, it's, and he played some special teams too, right, which is like kind of sketchy. But we'll get into the game in a little bit. I'm just going to try to run through the chat. Uh, Art, what's up? Not gonna lie, I've called Rivka my guy so many times, not not realizing she's a woman. She's all good with it. She's not gonna get offended. She knows what you mean. Um, I would have had traded Becca in the moment Salah and crew didn't think he fit their system. Um, I don't I don't think he ever I don't think he ever necessarily said that he doesn't fit the system, and he does fit the system. Um, it's just he just he's I don't think he fits the personality they love. Um, I don't think he 
has done every single thing perfect in in the coach's eye. Um, just look at early in the offseason. You know, the I am the left tackle stuff quickly changed to I just want to play. Why do you think that happened? I'm sure he either he realized the Jets weren't thrilled with that or his agent was like, dude, you got to chill. Like you haven't played in two years. Let's just play before we start talking about what position you are. Because he quickly changed his tune. I can almost guarantee you that Salah was not thrilled with that. Um, and like just watching and, and, and watching hard knocks like Salah and, and you kind of saw Aaron Rodgers say like they have to manifest positivity because Salah, who he says to the media that he's positive, but he's actually a negative guy in terms of like thinking the worst outcomes. You have to think that they are at least aware of what's going on with tackle and they have to be sitting there like itchy, you know, itchy trigger fingers. They're like trying to pull a trade on a, on a tackle or something. I, I, I do not imagine this is the final offensive line we go into the season with. There's no way. Um, RJ, Joe, who were your studs and duds from the Hall of Fame game? Um, so duds, I gave, I gave, I gave, obviously, I gave three duds. We do three duds if they are three duds that we start off with if they lose. My three duds, um, the first one was actually penalties, and that's not the number one, that number one thing, but penalties were brutal in that game. I think they had like 80 or, or 12 for 80 yards or eight or something like that. They had a lot of penalties, so I put that down. Um, my second dud of the game that I put down, um, was Eccles. He had two early penalties and maybe another. Um, he missed an interception. He had a really bad pass off in, in, in zone coverage. So um, Eccles was pretty bad. Now I understand that when sauce was not practicing yesterday, he came in as the um, number one reserve corner, which I still think he is, but he did not show out very well in that game. And then the, the number one dud of the game that I had was uh, Mitchell and Warren, the, the young tackles Um, both struggled mightily. Uh, Mitchell wasn't as bad in pass pro than he was in the run game. Um, but both phases, he looked awful. And then Warren, the same deal. He, he didn't look maybe as bad as Mitchell relative to expectations, but he still was not very, very good, um, at all. And then some of the studs I had from the game, uh, I put McDonald in there. Obviously he didn't have the, the biggest impact in the game, but he had the one quarterback hit. He had the really nice spin. He had the, um, move on the inside where he, he stacked the left guard and then, uh, made the tackle. I thought Gidry had a nice game in a reserve role, playing a little bit outside, playing a little bit inside again, just to test or, or just to kind of uh, show his, his versatility there, which was nice. Um, Joe Tittman was my two, uh, just an absolute stud that game for the most part. He, you know, he got pushed in the pocket once or twice, but overall in the run game really showed out, which by the way, this is something that we talked about. Like, can we ch- now, do we understand why we can chill the fuck out with practices? Like, do we understand now? Like, remember oh, just a week ago where we were sitting here and people were like, oh my God, Tippmann's the third string center. Should we be worried? And Connor Hughes tweeting out, doesn't look like he's a legitimate option to start and all this bullshit. And then he plays well. And I'm like, oh, holy fuck, it goes away. Like, this is why I, I come on here and people are like, usually really excited for practice and stuff. I'm like, yo, can we chill? Like, can we relax? And now we see exactly why we say that shit. Because the games matter. Practice doesn't really mean shit. And like we'll talk a little bit about this guy, and I'm talking about him now. Jason Brownlee, you know, like he got a lot of hype, and he had a nice player too. But he seems to be going this way, at least in my mind, this way. While guys like Xavier Gibson and um, and uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, guy who caught the the 56 yard pass from from uh, and he's making noise today too. Uh, you guys will put it in here, and I'll remember it in a second. But those guys seem to be going up while Brownlee. He was not good in that game. He had he had a really good skip release inside, uh, slant, catch behind him, and they had a nice yak move. But then he had two drops. And I know the drops were contested, but both of those plays were not good routes by Brownlee. They were not good routes. So I was not impressed with Brownlee. I was more impressed with Gibson and uh, and uh, fucking whatever, whatever the other guy's name was. So 
Other stud I had, uh, Greg Zerline. Listen, at the end of the day, when you make a 54, a 53, like a 46-yard kick, I'm going to give you it. Now, maybe that's a little bit of a cop-out, or cop maybe it should be tipping, but Greg Zerline gets his credit too. We'll talk about, I'll talk about the rest of the guys in terms of good and bad from the defense. But studs and duds, there they were. And in the actual film show, you get me doing actual plays of them and talking about it. So uh, trust your scouting department, but not that much. I think you're talking about what, Max Mitchell? I think that's what you're talking about, Daniel Murphy. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it's, you know, listen, you have to prove it at a certain point. If, if we were going to a season where we were expecting to be, again, 5-12, and 12, okay, run them out there. But we're not. Like, we're going for the Super Bowl, right? So, I don't know. Uh, congrats on the baby. How good was the rookie center, your perspective? He was really good. He was really good. Um, again, I put up some plays on on, on Twitter. Um, I think the free part of the review, at, review actually has me breaking down some tipmen, but I was very impressed. Um, really good mobility, really good hand placement, really good eyes. Um, did a really good job staying low in, in his stance. Um, good job with reaches, uh, angles. There was a lot of good there from, from Tittman. Um, so I was legitimately, truly impressed. Momo Adams, hello, Joe and Jed Brothers. What's up, Momo? Art says we should have got Andre Dillard level, uh, level type tackle. Yeah, and like he's he's like a backup level type guy or like a swing starter, not necessarily. He's a little bit of a draft bust, but I feel comfortable with at least another body because – you know, it just throws another body to the, to the solution. Like, even if he's not necessarily the answer, he could be part of the, the answer. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but they have to do something, right? You, you can't run into the season with Max Mitchell and Billy Turner as your right tackles. You're asking for a fuck ton of, of, of hurt there. Billy Turner is terrible. We've been seeing it in practice, guys. Like, you know, at a certain point, obviously, we want to be positive here. But when one guy beats somebody, great. Who is he beating all the time? JJ Huff McDonald, whoever it is, Turner, Turner, Mitchell, Turner, Mitchell, Turner, Turner, and then you go to the game. Who's getting beat all the time? Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. With all that being said, you had uh, again Sebo who was out there, and he said that Mitchell is taking positive steps in practice, specifically in the run game. Hopefully, he balls out the next three games. But even if he balls out the next three games, am I still going to say there and stamp of approval? He's your starter for the season? Fuck no, absolutely not. Three games in preseason is not enough. I just can't see Beckman lasting. I hope I'm wrong. I, Momo, I, I don't think I don't think you're alone here, right? Like I don't think any single person in this chat can see Beckman lasting, based on how we're going. Now, again, if you want to be the most positive person in the world, great. I, I I pray to God that you are right, based on every single piece of evidence we've gathered last three years of his career. Is he going to make it? He can't make it through a practice. Seventeen games and the playoffs. There's there's just no way. I'm sorry. There's no way. I. Uh, I, I see him as, okay, you know, you, you get a guy, he's your backup swing tackle. You know, I don't know. Uh, Joe, we are not only in an uncomfortable situation, O-line um, with Rodgers, but it's important. But as important, the run game, they need a run game. Yeah, no, it's 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 a problem. It's a problem. I don't want to harp on the offensive line too, too much. I'm going to skip over some of that stuff as I see it. And I'll, I'll, you know, kind of talk about it in a little bit. But maybe ABT plays tackle the first four weeks and then Beckton is able – is actually ready to play full games. They move. That's a possibility. Um, but like Salah said, like he, you know, coaches are impatient and they want the answer now. Um, and even if like, is you, do you really think Hawk that Beckton is going to be ready in two months? Is he going to be ready in two years? Is Beckton ever going to be a guy who, who plays all the time? It's just, it's, it's a risk that you, that you take with guys who are that big. He didn't have injury problems at Louisville, but your body and your joints are not supposed to take on that type of impact with how big he is. It's just not, there's just not meant to do it. So not saying that, that w- 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 that's not what caused the injury, but could make it a lot harder to get back with that injury, right? So is it just me or does Wayne Brown look like 
Sug Knight. I don't know who Sug Knight is. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry, Hawk. I agree. Uh, let's see. Okay. How much faith do you have in Sherwood? Um. So the thing with Sherwood is, um, I I have some faith in him. Um, just because like I, I like I like his mentality. I like his length. I like his aggression. He seems to be a pretty smart player. I think he's just limited athletically, where he's never going to be like plus a plus player. Like, I think he could be an okay player. I just don't think he'll ever be great because of a slightly limited um, athletic upside. Uh, now, with that being said, looking at Sherwood and looking at how the Jets like deployed Quan Alexander last year, because that's the role he's going to be filling. Quan played forty-five to fifty-ish percent of the snaps, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not like Sherwood's going to have to play hundred percent of the reps. So you don't have to think about him in a full-time role. And with that being said, Amos is a guy who people have misconceptions about. He's going to be playing in the box. He's not going to play deep safety because he sucks at deep safety. Let's just be completely transparent. I think that Amos slash Sherwood fill that role more than just strictly Sherwood. Now, if we're talking about, again, obviously like, a you know, we have 12 personnel, 22, something like that. Sherwood's in the box. Now, let's say if it's, you know, 11 personnel, 10 personnel, and you still want like a 4-3 type of type of look, okay, you got Whitehead, you put Amos in there to cover a little bit more ground um, because obviously he's more athletic than, than Sherwood. So I have some faith in him, but also while also acknowledging that he's going to not be a massive part of the defense. Um, so uh, what was the Eagle and Crow story? I didn't see hard knocks. I have, I've seen a bald Eagle defend its nest from murder, <laughs> murder of eight crows throw in Victoria, BC, Canada. Um, so I think the story is actually, I don't think if I had to research it, I don't think it's actually true. Um, but he basically said that, you know, he compared the jets to an Eagle and he said that crows are basically the only birds that are ballsy enough to attack an Eagle and they'll perch themselves onto, onto the, onto the Eagle's back and peck at his neck. And instead of turning around and fighting the crow, which if he could turn around and fight the crow, why the fuck not just eliminate your problem there? Nonetheless, Instead, the eagle just soars, and eventually the the crow falls off because it suffocates because of the lack of air being so high, um, and then it falls to the ground and dies. Which uh, but does it really fall to the ground and die? I don't know. Regardless, the story basically was: Hey, we're the Jets are an eagle. We got haters. We're gonna soar, and haters are gonna fall off because we prove ourselves. Like that's that's pretty much the, the the crux of the story. So, which was awesome. You could see it gets the guys. It got the guys a little bit fired up. Um, and all that. I just don't know about the legitimacy of uh, crows being the only birds that attack eagles. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, Nah, I'm not fucking. I'm not. I was like, in, I was like into it. Like, I got, I got ready for that, for that, for that show. I wasn't trying to tweet, do nothing. I was just watching it. I was fully fucking laughing to that shit. Uh, hey guys, the eagle and the crow story is cute, but crows won't follow eagles to their death. Crows might be the most. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's probably bullshit. Like you've seen that video of the crows like in, uh, antagonizing the cats to fight each other and shit, or like you've seen crows go to the, the top of like a roof with like a garbage can lid and surf down it and shit. Like they're very smart, so I don't think crows are just so stupid to sit there and be like, "Oh shit, I can't breathe right now," and I'm dead. So I don't think that's legit, but hey, it worked there, right? Strebler, uh, undisciplined team, too many flags and O line blocking. Yeah, yeah. So flags, the O line um, blocking. Obviously, was a part of it, and a big part of that was Mitchell and Warren. Uh, I wasn't going to highlight guys like Greg Sonata, whoever it may be. So the guys we know, hundred uh, percent, uh, and then Strebler again. That was a guy Eagle who should he have been number one dot of the game, sure. But I also realized that he's not going to be on the team, so why am I going to do that? But yeah, Strebler was 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 it was bad. It was bad. You at a certain point, you have to have a quarterback 
who allows our receivers to show out to. And when you have Shreveler, your receivers can't th- show out because he can't throw a fucking ball. Right. So I don't know. Um, I like, I love this. Hawk. Uh, uh, if given the opportunity, would you guarantee Green Bay's uh, the first rounder to make our second rounder available and use that? Um, yeah, yeah, I would, I would. Now, it, that's such a hard thing to think about on the spot. To be completely honest, because like, if it, because really the answer should be no. Because if our season does go that poorly and Aaron Rodgers is injured, then you're gonna want to protect yourself for that first round pick. Like that's obviously the answer. So. The, the, the real answer should be no, just trade a second round pick from the year after and then throw a sweetener in there to make up the difference between 2024 and a 2025 second round pick. That's, that's the real answer. But the fandom side of me says, yeah, fuck it. Just give him the second round or give him the first round pick. Give me that second for Zach Martin. Makes sense. So uh, is it, isn't there a world where the offense, the offense around A-Rod and, and Garrett Wilson is a huge issue. Brees, ACLs, Aaron Lazard, uh, sorry, Lazard's a huge issue as you've documented bottom tier line injury prone CDS virus or two, this is good enough. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a lot of questions, right? Um, I'm, I'm okay with CD. Like there, there's plenty of good though. Like let's not get too crazy. AVT is still there. McGovern's still solid. Titman's still so, a fine player. I like the the depth at running back for the most part. Brees is going to come back at least pretty solid. Um, the tight end room. I like Conklin a lot more than other people do. I think Ruckert's ready to take a big leap this year. Uzama as a tight end two or three is pretty solid. Um, and then, yeah, the receiver core past Garrett Wilson's not great, but how many receiver cores past their number one are truly great minus a few teams with like Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, you know, whoever, whoever else it may be at wide receiver two. Um, so, yeah, I'm slightly concerned about some of those things. Um, Lazard is – he's not like a big injury risk, knock on wood, but he drops the ball a ton, which, again, people in the offseason were saying, oh, Lazard's great, you know, blah, 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 blah. he's so much better than Davis. He drops the ball more than Davis, and you guys are already seeing that through practice. Lazard drop, Lazard drop, McCall Hardman drop, 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 drop. They drop a lot of balls. Concerning, um, but you have Cobb behind him. You have some other guys. So there's question marks, but not enough for me. Like, oh, this team's gonna suck. You know, I, I think uh, I think there's there's quite a range of outcomes. They could be top ten, or they could be, you know, in the bottom team. It all depends on the offensive line. The offensive line is the most important part. So, uh, do I expect Pittman to start? I don't. Lake Taylor. Thank you guys. What I was talking about before. Um, I don't expect him to start right away just because I think that Rodgers is going to like that veteran in front of him, but I think he's starting at some point this season. So the crow will just pull back. Eagles can go to about 10,000 feet and crows only 10,000. There you go. Um, how, how impressed. Yeah. Koontz was, um, he, I don't think he was like, I don't think he was lights out, but he definitely had a few nice blocks. He had a few nice sifts. He had a few nice kickouts. Um, the route running. Uh, I didn't really notice anything overly positive with the route running, but he got in the way in the run game. And that's all we can ask for with, with him. So. At least, at least at this point, right? So I almost feel like Zerline is more accurate on long kicks. Never, I think you're actually true there, Daniel Murphy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's been his struggle. Is like he'll make everything from 50 yards, then you bring him like 30 to 40, and that's when he shanks some stuff. So I'm pretty sure his stats actually, um, actually uh, show that. Pittman looked good. McDonald looked good. Beckton looked good. Mitchell looked pretty bad in the run game. He is not good enough in pass game to start over Beckton. Yeah, there's no way, Harold. There's no way. If Beckton is healthy, he is. Far and away the better player than Mitchell. There's not. It's not even a comparison right now between the two. So 100. Can one of the mods block the people? That somebody just come in here saying, you know, go pack go. Like it's that Maria. I'm sorry. Just you know, I don't know. You need to get a life. A female too. A female is going to a jet channel to go pack go. Okay. Enjoy seven and ten. <laughs> um, I'm fine with Mitchell being our swing tackle. But I'm sorry. 100. Anthony D. Would you just trade back to that? This one I wouldn't because he's still 
a potential solution to the problem, right? I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be fully the solution, but if he needs to come in for a few games, maybe he can do that. Um, but if you trade Becton, then it's just Mitchell and and Turner, and we're really, really screwed. So for the off chance that Becton can actually play 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games, you don't trade him. Um, now, if we were to get somehow, uh, you know, another tackle, then yeah, sure, but you're not going to just trade him to trade him at this point. So, him in a right guard and ABT at right tackle. Yeah, again, though, like with Pittman, then you're, you know, he hasn't played guard in a few years. He got drafted as a center. Now you're moving him around through camp. He's been playing mostly center. Now, hey, Rook, you have a month of the season here. Learn right guard. It's just not the best idea. Fuck, Joe is young. 30, I don't know. Uh, I think he meant Suge Knight of Death Row Records. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like a rap thing. I don't, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest music guy in general, I guess. Uh, we have to make a move for a tackle. Who's that last spot going to Malik Taylor or Brownlee? It might, it might even be Xavier Gibson. Like Gibson had, was that, or no, was it Taylor who had the muff punt, but Gibson had a few nice plays. Um, Brownlee to me, I wasn't impressed um, by, by his game based on everything we've been hearing the last couple of days. It's probably Malik Taylor. Um, if there is even that spot to me, I don't think it, there's a, there's a lock, like a locked wide receiver six, because look at the rest of the, the rest of the roster like you just heard all the love for Chaz Surratt. He's probably gonna make the roster, right? So we were kind of talking about it before. If you go through your team, like if you're gonna keep six receivers, you're not keeping 10 defensive linemen, which it seems like they're a lot to do, right? Because of Solomon Thomas. I was saying, okay, so maybe they keep nine. I think they're keeping Solomon Thomas. Okay, maybe they keep only four linebackers. Do you really think Salah's not keeping a fifth linebacker, Chaz Surratt? They're not cutting, they're not cutting um uh what's his face? Um Zaire Barnes. So you have five linebackers, just try to fit, try to fit them. You know, Nick Baldwin, something we've been saying on the show forever, which credit to you guys who've been listening. We've been saying Baldwin's going to make the team most likely. Baldwin seems like he's going to make the team. So that's four, five running backs. You know, if you count fullback as a running back, so you have five running backs, you have five, you have five linebackers, you have 10 offensive linemen, you have 10 defensive linemen. I don't know if they can fit that, that sixth receiver. And that's not even considering if they're going to keep Kuntz or Yaboa or whoever it may be as tight end four. So I don't know. Tony Adams is our best safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's another thing we've been saying for a little bit too. And that's not, that's not, I'm not even saying like we've been blowing up Tony Adams in here, but we've been talking about it for months in this channel. Like Tony Adams is going to start a free safety because Chuck Clark was not a free safety. Whitehead's not a free safety. Amos is not a free safety. So who's the free safety? It's the dude who balled out at Illinois. He came in last preseason. He impressed. And then in the last few seasons, I'm not, I'm or in the last few games of the season against the Dolphins and against the, uh, um, and against the Seahawks, like he was, he was, he was good. He didn't, he didn't light the world on fire, but he was a lot better than Lamarcus Joyner was last year. So, safety, while it's not a position where I'm like so thrilled with it, it's going to be better than last year. Um, which again isn't saying too much, but it's going to be much better than last year. Like Tony Adams is going to do a lot better than Joyner. And then past that, you're adding Amos to a room. Who Amos was he overrated with the Packers? A thousand percent he was. Is Amos better than Will Parks? Is Amos better than Ashton Davis? Yes. So I'm more comfortable with safety than I was last year, um, for sure. I still don't think it's like star-studded, you know, and hopefully Whitehead bounces back because he had a shit year, but we'll see. Here's part of the big problem. Joe didn't firmly stamp the tackles. Beckton should be a swing right because he's working back into the game shape. Remember, the Jets didn't pick up his option. Joe is sleeping. Well, are not going to pick up his option because he hasn't played in years, so you're, not, you're definitely not going to do that now. Can, could you say he's sleeping because he hasn't necessarily addressed the offensive line like he should have this season? Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm with J Douglas on 90% of the moves he makes. Um, mostly. Like, 
and even the Zach Wilson shit, like people will, will, will shit on Joe Douglas for that. But every, I think like 23 out of 23 GMs were interviewed all said they would have took, they, they would have taken Zach Wilson with that pick. So the process wasn't bad. The result was bad. Like, yeah, he was going to be the pick for anybody there, you know? Um, so it didn't work out. That's unfortunate. Um, I'm not going to blame him for the pick. Is the pick? Is there some other things I'll blame him for? Sure, the tackle position this year, I'll blame him for. You know, uh, bringing in rookie OC, rookie head coach, um, no tight ends for a rookie quarterback with a system who likes to use their tight ends, not, not good. You know, having no vet quarterback is uh, Zach Wilson's first year, not good. Um, so, a lot of that can defend this year with the tackle. If they don't make a big move, it's it's a legitimate point of criticism. The Douglas, your answer can't be Beckton hasn't played in two years. Hopefully, hopefully, again, hope. Mitchell develops and let's get some scrub and Billy Turner because that was the only move where like, and obviously there was other moves that were because of Aaron Rodgers. Like Lazard would not be here for Rodgers, right? Cobb would not be here uh, without Rodgers, but both of those guys are capable players. You know, any other team. Okay. Lazard receiver three. Cool. Good receiver three. Cobb receiver five. Good. I like Cobb as receiver five. It's not just because of Aaron Rodgers. Billy Turner. All right. Like now you're being a little bit too friendly to, to Aaron Rodgers because Billy Turner is balls. He's just bad. Um, his, his film has been bad for four, five, six years. So uh, that was the one move. We're like, okay, that's your answer. Like, let's, let's get serious here. Um, this is fucking Super Bowl or bust here. And I, and I get like, truly can't, it's, it's not like Super Bowl or bust because there's only one team who, who wins it, but we didn't do all this shit to go to the divisional, right? Like we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Uh, Max Mitchell's are starting right tackle in Super Bowl year with Billy Turner as their backup is not, a formula for winning. Not with Aaron Rodgers, who can't move as well. You know, so the fuck is this, Maria? Can somebody? Can somebody? There we go. Ban user and block their comments. There we go. I did it. Um, wish we'd gotten Quan back. Yeah, minimal money. It, it is. What it, I'm not like I'm not like so torn up about it because you have Amos there. Um, I would have loved to see like a John Johnson in here. You know, another versatile guy at safety. So then you can flex more guys into the box if you need some some um you know guys to fill in at linebacker because that's what Amos is gonna be doing. So I would love to see John Johnson, Quan. I love the team too, but it is what it is. I'm more, I'm much more concerned about the, you know, the offensive line. And like, there's moves to be made uh, that are, that are out there to be made in like other positions. People are talking about Mike Evans now. That'd be awesome move, but you guys have seen that picture, right? I think, I think it came about like when Joe Burrow was with the, with, with the Bengals. And it's like, it's the guy who's like throw, he's like trying to throw a ball, but it doesn't get the, the receiver who's wide open because the offensive line is shit. Like we got to have an offensive line before, before Mike Evans, you know, if that was even a possibility, but. Uh, Malik Taylor uh, is standing out. He could be a sleeper. There's a lot of talk about Evans also. Yeah, Malik Taylor, Xavier Gibson. Um, apparently, Malik, Malik Taylor made a really nice catch today in practice. Um, another, like, like, dot by Rodgers. So, that's good. That being said, Super Bowl, baby. That's what we're shooting for, right? Like, let's not fuck around with Max Mitchell's or tackle trying to make this Super Bowl. So, Crows will attack JetBlue. I'm not sure if you already spoke about this, but if ABT is moved to tackle, do you think McGovern goes to right guard? Yeah, so that that would be me if if they had to do that. I think you'd take Tippin, keep him where he is because he's not, you know, he's wet behind the ears. Like let's just let the rookie learn one spot instead of trying to move him all around the offensive line where McGovern has at least played guard before at the NFL level. Um, and he's clearly not a long-term piece. So if you're gonna try to fuck around with anybody, fuck around with McGovern, he's not gonna be here forever. Tippman, he's gotta chill where he's at. So why is Sabo so high on Mitchell on Twitter? Um, it's so so he's saying in the run game he was doing he was doing a really good job. Um, and I can't speak for Sabo. I, I could say that based on what I watched in a preseason game, I don't see how he how he could have bounced back so well at practice. But Sabo's a coach, like he knows what he's looking at, so he could have had a few good games in, in practice. But practice is not games, right? Um, you know who David Clowney baller in practice. What did he do in games? 
that, and that's what I was kind of saying with Brownlee. Like, I'm not trying to shit on people here, but like Brownlee was awesome in practice. And he had what two catches for 17 yards and two drops. Like, is that is that what we're all really excited about? I don't know. Joe Grana trade for yeah, like now no no Joe Grana. Now you're talking you're, you're some big balls here. Uh, that would be a move right now. With with while being transparent and acknowledging that I said that ABT's best spot is at guard, and I'd rather keep him at guard if it's for the sake of of getting getting Martin for a year or two and having ABT out there. Okay, I'll deal with it. I'll live. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Dwayne Brown, Lincoln Tomlinson, uh, McGovern, Martin, and ABT? Martin, ABT on the right, running right all day. All day. That's great. Eagles are too big, not mobile enough to, to fight a much smaller and quicker murderer of crows. An eagle is like the biggest military cargo plane compared to a small fighter jet. I, I, I really have seen it. There you go, John Hassel. So don't watch Hard Knocks, then, because you're just going to, right away, that first opening scene, you're like, Solid, you're a fucking liar, dude. This doesn't happen. You know, so. It was still it was still a good speech. It was still a good speech, even if he's bullshitting a little bit. He didn't want he doesn't watch Nat Geo. Um, if anyone if anyone uh Gary Wilson saw so Rogers get hurt, it's all over. Yeah, that's true, but right, like we could say that for every team. If any one of any team's best three players get hurt, we're we're they're fucked, right? Like the Niners are fucked if Trent Williams gets hurt. You know, uh the Bengals are fucked if Joe, if Joe Burrow, you know, Jamar Chase get hurt. The Chiefs are fucked if if What's his name? Kelsey gets hurt. Like, yeah, obviously. No shit. I, th- I think you're kind of saying that. Like, yeah, no duh. Um, but you'll say everybody else. So, Eagles, Dolphins, Bengals, best of our, uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. We should trade for, for Beckton for Elijah Moore. Drops are okay when it doesn't count. Um, sure, Randilla, but he also drops the ball when it counts a lot. And, like, I, I like a lot of what Lazard is, but his hands are frustratingly bad. Like, very, very, very bad. And, Hardman's hands are bad too. And the thing with Hardman is I've seen it a little bit with him, like mentioning like him and Rogers aren't on the same page with deep balls. And then apparently today, like, or yesterday, he, uh, Rogers missed him a couple of yards on a screen. Hardman's a player who he's not a very, he's not the best route runner. And to me, I don't know if he's going to be the guy who is going to be in the spots that Rogers, where, where Rogers wants him to be when Rogers wants him to be there. Like, okay, sit in this soft, soft spot of the defense. If you see this, Hardman isn't a refined enough player um, to do that stuff consistently with Rodgers. So to me, just a little like side note, I'm curious to see how Rodgers is going to work with Hardman. Hardman's not a very disciplined player and he loves disciplined players. I don't know if those guys are going to sync up. It could happen because Hardman's a guy who, okay, you know, they're playing an off coverage, you know, uh, quick hot, you know, throw or not quick hot, uh, quick, quick adjustment, throw it to the flat. He gets an easy six yards. So that's where they'll use him. But I could see Rodgers getting frustrated with Hardman at some points this year. Corey Hayes will be a factor if he can stay healthy. Think about the QBs he's played with his career. Yeah, 100% play, 100%. He's the second best receiver on this team, easily, to me. Um, sorry if you answered this. Were the defensive tackles as bad as I thought after watching the film? Uh, yeah, so Isaiah Mack, who got cut, was dreadful. Um, I, I watched him a few reps, and he got absolutely moved. Um, there's another D tackle, um, who I'm forgetting his name, who was pretty bad. Tenzel Smart didn't, didn't show up like he did last preseason. Um, and then people, and then people are gonna hate me for this too, which it is what it is. I, I think people like some of the honesty. Uh, there was a certain player who I love the bravado. I love all of it about him. Did Michael Clemens come out and show you guys that he's the baddest motherfucker or whatever that he, that he said, did he, did he show the Jets that he's a bad motherfucker in the preseason game? Again, I'll be transparent. Always, uh, Michael Clemens for the amount of snaps he played. I was not impressed. 
Um, there was the one jet sweep where he misdiagnosed it, um, bit was out of position. And a lot of his bull rush or a lot of his rush is just lower his head and bull rush who would bend at the waist. Not much, not much pass rush moves. And this is what I was saying with Clemens. I think Clemens is a guy who he's not, he's not JFM. I'm sorry. He's not JFM. He's not going to be a JFM. JFM is a much better athlete than, than Clemens. But to me, Clemens best role is just setting the edge and being a monster as an edge shedder. Just be a big edge shedder. Don't let anybody um, get to the outside of you. But when you have him go to the inside, I think you negate his best strength, which is his strength. He's not going to be able to just bully guys on the inside, regardless of what bats he carries into training camp. He's still 290 versus guys who are 300 plus pounds. So, uh, so to me, moving into the inside, again, kind of takes away from what he is, where JFM is nimble enough to move to the inside, where then he can take advantage of his athleticism versus, versus guards, where Clemens is too boxy to take advantage of guards. So to me, leave Clemens on the outside. I don't think he's going to be as successful to, uh, on the inside. And in this game, I wasn't very impressed. I'm sorry. I'm going to be always honest. I know he's a fan favorite. Everybody loves him, ping pong balls, all that shit. I love him too. I didn't see a fucking monster on the field. Not yet. He, to, to me, he's still a role player. I think we have to understand that minus the bravado. Um, last year, he was a guy who played like 20% of the reps and set edge versus tight ends and looked good at times. But let's chill with like, okay, he's the new JFM. Uh, JFM, you see, and then he, if he was in that game, he would have fucked them guys up. Uh, Cummins, if anything, watching him, it wasn't it wasn't something where I was like, oh, well, he should play better than he is. Like he's playing really good, but against backups, I'm only play better. It's like no, I kind of like I want to notice you in a positive way versus backups, and I didn't. Try to be honest. Um, Beckton is here this year, no matter what. His trade value is nothing, and it's a contract year. If you get ten games out of Beckton this year, I call that a win. Yeah, dude, Hawk, I would sign up for ten games right now. Dotted line. 10 games, easily I'll time for 10 games. It's not, I don't think 10 games happens, so I'm sorry. I feel like we'll regret not drafting JFM or Addison at, at, at 15. CD, Lazard, McColl, all prone to drops. Yeah, for sure. Um, CD, CD is, Lazard is. Yeah, they are, but the thing, the thing with that is it's kind of – it depends on what they do in the future, right? Because right now we don't have a big need for McDonald, but if McDonald is starting next year because Lawson's not, because Lawson's not here – and he's playing 50% of the reps, then we're not going to think about it, right? Because watching McDonald, I like the player a lot while acknowledging he's not going to have a big role, right? So I think JSN could have made a bigger impact on the team this year. With that being said, um, if McDonald is the better player in the future and they have a long-term plan for him, then okay, it's, it's understandable. And also with this, um, you got to think that if they brought in JSN, they're not keeping Corey Davis at $10.5 million to be receiver four or five, right? So it's not you wouldn't bring in JSN and it's Garrett Wilson, JSN, CD, Lazard, and McColl. It's JSN versus CD. And while JSN can be a great player, if CD is healthy, you know how much how much of a difference is it between JSN and CD this this year if CD is healthy? Which is an if, obviously, right? Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like you're telling me, CD, who has played with Tannehill and Wilson, he almost got a thousand yards with Tannehill. You put him with Aaron Rodgers as a two, like he could be a pretty damn good player. So. Um, I get the point, but you'd also have to get rid of CD in that instance as well. So it's kind of, it's, it's a future pick. It's definitely a future pick. I like Gibson as wide receiver six. He did have a muff though. And uh, I still think Gibson should get it. I think he, yeah. And that's the thing too, uh, Harold is like, you're seeing Malik, I think Malik Taylor, is he a returner too? But Malik Taylor, I know Gibson's at least a returner, Xavier Gibson. So with that being said, you have two punt returners slash kick returners. Does Brownlee do that? 
and like you want your your wide receiver six, your linebacker five, your safety four to play special teams. I think Brownlee can play special teams, but is he like a primary partner turner guy? I don't know. I just I always be honest with you guys. I just wasn't very impressed with what I saw from him in, in, in the game, and that's why we got to chill with some of the practices and stuff. So, is there a pattern to those large drop specific routes or situations? No, his hands are just always wide. He, he always, he's always clapping the ball. His his placement's just terrible. Jets should be a top four defensive again. Uh, defense again. I th- I think so. Should be about that. Ready? What's up, Dakota? Beckton has never looked lost in an NFL game, which is why I would never I would never give up on him. Okay. Um, sure, but if he can't get on the field, then it doesn't really matter how good he looked three years ago. You know, and like, yeah, he looked good in the game. He played seven snaps. If I told you guys that before the game, we'd not be happy, right? Like, I, I get, I get the positive spin. Like, oh yeah, those seven snaps were good. But if I said, hey, he he played a third of what they wanted him to, and he had to pull himself out, it's not a, it's not a good thing. Really turn around a strange presser. Oh, I didn't see it. I gotta, I gotta watch all that stuff after. Eagle can pick a cobra's ass. I'm talking about animal fights and shit in here. <laughs> I'm gonna keep scrolling down when I get to the game as well. Obviously, a lot to talk about stuff. So I'm just gonna try to say hello to everybody still. Lazard gonna be doing a lot of blocking. That's and that's a good thing too. And like Hawk, this is not this is something that not many people are gonna talk about. The Jets also have really good receivers in terms of run blocking um, with the system. And obviously, with the Jets and the West Coast system, you have a lot of condensed splits. You have a lot of receivers that are tight to the line of scrimmage, um, or tight to the box, not the line of scrimmage. Uh, so you'll have guys like CD and Lazard who are going to be uberly involved in the run game, uh, whether it be from a slot formation or there's like a tight Z or a tight X or with like a, with like a reduced split, the, the, the receivers are going to be involved a lot. Even Cobb, Cobb's a, a decent enough blocker where he'll at least get in the way and knows what he's supposed to be doing. Um, the only guy who you're not getting great blocking from is really Hardman. And, you know, I think, I think Garrett Wilson will, would do it if it's like, you're talking about fucking, you know, week 17 and we're playing whoever for, for a chance at the one seat he'll block. You know, I don't think at last year, certain points when we're, you know, losing the season, he's as interested. So, um, Dakota, Lazard Hardman makes Lazard, man. All right. Thanks, Dakota. I'm just, you know, you learn something new every day. I, I appreciate that. CD is a beast when healthy. Yeah, he's at least solid. Like, like if you could, t- if you told me that CD is going to be healthy the entire year, like I'm, com- I'm completely comfortable with him as a two. The problem is he's not always healthy. Uh, do you believe Joe goes after Evans? I don't because I think they need to tackle first. I think it'd be a great move. Um, again, you're talking about a receiver who's owed what 13, 14 million dollars this year, very tradable contract. What about to be 30 years old? His like 30,000, 1,000 yard seasons in a row. Um, really consistent, seems like a good blocker, seems like a team guy. Um, that's a move I would love to make if the Jets had a tackle, but they don't. So um tackle first, tackle first. So only only highlight from Clemens was Rucker beat him up in camp. I don't get hype. I don't get the hype behind Clemens. So I, I like Clemens. I like the personality and all this stuff. Is he overhyped as an actual NFL player and what he does on the field? A thousand percent yes. He could be very good. Is he very good yet? No. Was he good in that preseason game? No. Is he as athletic as JFM and should he be moved inside? No. Um, he's just not a great athlete. He's he's very boxy. He's strong, but he's boxy. JFM has the slipperiness inside to take advantage of guards, lack of athleticism. Clemens does not. So I'm not sure what, he, how he's going to win in there. You can't just win ducking your head and, and trying to outman guys in the middle. It's just not going to work. So, so yeah, again, that's not the most popular thing in the world. If, but I could come on here and be like, yeah, this guy was great. That guy was great. That guy was great. And that's what everybody else does. And it's bullshit, you know, and it, that's a lack of, I think that's a lack of wanting to be negative because you know, the positivity gets you, gets you views and clicks. Um, and it's also people don't necessarily watch. So 
future is so bright it's unchangeable. Okay. Rogers has been frustrated with all of his wide receivers over time. Even young Adams, the fact that Lord got his uh, deal with the Jets despite his issues tells you what Rogers thinks. So, yeah, no, like hundred percent. Now it's, it's, it, it all depends though, right? Like it's not like the Jets gave him a $20 million contract. They, they gave him a contract that's pretty similar to, well, like Zay Jones, Nelson Aguilar over the last couple of years. And obviously the, the receiver market dipped this year. But with that being said, he was paid as like a high end receiver three or low end two. And that's what he is. So I think the money was pretty fair. Um, with that being said, you know, he's a good, he's a good vertical guy. He's good at boxing guys out. Um, he's good with contested catches for the, for the most part. He's a solid blocker. Um, but he has drops that are mind numbingly frustrating. Um, and I'm talking about like, Corey Davis would have drops that were easy, but then there was also drops. Like, do you remember like the drop he got killed with, with the, um, that was Zach's rookie year against the Broncos. I forget exactly what the route was. It was like a corner and out route to the left sideline. And Wilson threw a good ball and the, the corner was draped all over CD and he drops the ball. Yeah. Frustrating. It's a drop, but is that the same as Lazard running across the middle on a, on a five yard slant and dropping a ball that's right in his hands? No, like Lazard has really, really easy drops, like very consistently. So you're going to see it. it. There's no way his hands have just magically changed. So Clemens has all the tools to become something legit. Um, like, uh, Dakota, I know you're very positive, but like what athletic tools does he have minus power and size? He's not flexible. Like he's not bendy. So I'm sorry. I, I, I think he's going to be a good role player for the Jets, a good run stuffer. But uh, I think like I was talking to Rivka about this and I'm obviously very different players, but I think if you started Clemens like full time, like he's like a, he's like a Jordan Jenkins type of player, different players, but in terms of like their production, like a very good guy in the run game. And then we'll get you like four or five sacks. But I think like, that's what he is. Uh, yeah, absolutely not Dakota <laughs> McDonald. McDonald could be McDonald has McDonald has a ceiling um, that is like, like uncapable. Uh, McDonald has a, a ceiling where he can do whatever he wants. Like legitimately, if, if he reaches absolute peak, McDonald could be a guy, 16, 17, 18 sacks, 20 sacks. He has that potential. Now, will he be that? Completely different story, but he has a potential. Um, Clemens is already feared in this league. He's not. He's absolutely not. Feared for what? Because he carries a bat. I'm sorry. Like I like it too, but nobody is scared of Clemens because he carries a bat. It's preseason. Um, not every player will be going 110%. I trust the coaches to put our players in the best position to win. Yeah, sure. I think I'm being very negative here. I'm just answering questions that are on here. <laughs> I feel like maybe you guys are being negative. I see Clemens, I think, is this in slow motion. I, I'm not trying to shoot on the guy. Evans would be over the top move. Go to get it done. Again, who's blocking? Who's blocking Rodgers to get the ball to Evans? That's the problem. Are you concerned with cornerback depth after the top three? No, I'm not. Not at all. Now, um, I think it's easy to watch like Bryce uh, Bryce Hall get beat in you know the Ravens game or whatever it may be and think he's bad, but uh, I, I think the Jets, if you were to really stack up their their guys against the rest of the league, I think the Jets have some of the better depth in the league at corner. So I think that's one of our strongest and deepest positions. Um, now, while I, I said Eccles didn't ball out last last preseason game, he didn't, but he's still a pretty good player. Played really well when he came in last season against the Browns, I believe. And Hall was legitimately like our starter for half a season. And he was decent. Yeah, he got beat up by Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he he had a perfect ball um, that he almost had a perfect play on versus Duvernay. Like there's plays, and you heard Ober talk about like some sometimes a perfect pass is going to beat a perfect defense. So yeah, Hall got beaten at Ravens game, but like look how he had to get beat. Like it's not like he got burned by 20 yards there. Like he was right there. So yeah, I like Eccles. I like Hall. I like Gidry. Um, if you're talking about Hardy playing, that's a problem. So let's see. 
Kyle Kyle says maybe this is just a Jets fan in me, but I don't I don't feel like we've got all the pieces for a Super Bowl run next year. Seems possible. I think Rodgers, Salah, and Joe. I don't think they know it too. Um, I think they realize that there's a two year window and they could add to the team next year um, even more so than this year because you know now they have more time and all that stuff and they can rework contracts and stuff. But I don't I don't think the Jets know that they don't have a shot. Like the the Giants won at what nine and seven, you know whatever whatever they were. Um, it, it can happen, man. It, it can happen. If you just find if you just find a good right tackle or a decent right tackle, they can easily do it. You know, they're still a top five team, top sixteen in the NFL. Davis is a great blocker. He is. He is. Uh, with Corey Davis Lazard from Hawk uh, Ruckert on the field, we can literally plow one side of the hole. Yeah, no, it's they're gonna they're gonna be good run to the outside. That's for sure. That's for sure. T Man says Jets coach. Okay, I don't know what that means. Eagle Fang says, one major thing I'm concerned about is having that number two QB spot. Jets fans on their Twitter giving Zach another chance. Yeah, we, we've talked about that before. Like playing times in the show, um, regardless of what Zach showed in, in five passes. And like some of it was good. Some of it wasn't great. Um, I broke down um, the, the the film, that that mesh concept. You know, there there was stuff over the, over the middle. And by the way, I put this out before anybody else put it out. So I know if you guys are going to refer to the QB school. We already put it out before. Um, but yeah, he missed that on the mesh. You know, a little bit uncomfortable in the pocket. And then we had the... The uh, the play where he was it the play. I don't know if it was the play where he uh, where he rolled out or, or where he tried to scramble out, but I think it was Malik Taylor or Gibson was open. No, actually, it was Alex Erickson was open on a corner out and he came off the read too quickly. Uh, so he was he was better, but he wasn't great, that's for sure. So, um, Art says Robert Robert has chemistry with Lazard and Harmon is a questionable route runner, as it is, he'll get a lot of gadget plays, jet sweeps. Uh, but no way he's targeting more than Lazard. Yeah, no, like I, I like Lazard for what he is as a deep threat and and like a decoy and a jet sweep guy. But if you're going to consistently ask him to win and like beat press and beat good coverage and sit in soft spots in the zone, he's just not that player. Maybe he can develop into that player, but let's also not act like he came from the Chicago Bears. Like he came from the Chiefs with Andy Reid. They they took plenty of advantage of his skill set. Um, I don't think there's much untapped there to him. Now maybe they can use him a little bit more in the route concepts. And stuff, but I think he's gonna be a primary like vertical deep ball guy, uh, even just to run off certain concepts, and then jet sweep guy again, a guy who like sight adjusted the line will get a smoke route and take the ball for an easy six yards on first and ten. Now it's second and four uh, because of like off coverage and and routers, you know, all the line at the line. But in terms of like consistent route running, no way. Yeah. At least no way in the first four years. He didn't. He was not that player with with them, and not because they didn't ask him to do it. It's just I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see him um, do that any of that stuff well. CD's big, uh, biggest moment. What's it though? Like he, it was a wide open catch. I don't know. Let's see. Resign the Sanchez. You're right, Joe. Clement is is so big. He don't he don't bend much. Um, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep moving down. Uh, Matt McCormick, off top again. I'll watch tomorrow. I need you to go through all the teams, unis, and tell me which one are worse than the Jets. Uh, they're fun for a few weeks, but I feel like they're way overhyped. I'm really curious to see. Um, I've heard some shit reviews about the Jets jerseys, the uh, the Vapor ones. I don't know if you guys have them or anything like that. If you like, give me some updates. But I'm hearing some bad stuff on Twitter that uh, they're kind of not really well done. And if I got a $180 one or whatever instead of like the 151 and the 150 one's better than the 181, I'm gonna be really pissed. So what's bad about it? I, I've been like seeing stuff, but not. I've heard like legit about it. So if you guys have got a vapor jersey, let me know. Uh, somebody pets is bad. It's a fucking expensive jersey. Let's see. Um, bless all the children that just got into the Jets. Into the Jets. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, who would you guess have more sacks, J.J. or McDonald? It, it's like it's that's so hard, Lewis, because an obvious reaction to project, and part of the projection is okay, who plays more? Um, I don't think J.J. is ever really going to play third down unless it's a third down and manageable. Like it's like a third and three, a third and two, a third and maybe four. Then you'll see him. But anything like third and five and pass, you're not going to see J.J. on the field over McDonald, over Huff, over Lawson, over JFM um, there. But with that being said, McDonald, like, listen, at the end of the day, Huff, Huff was one of the more effective, if not the most effective edge rusher in limited snaps last year, right? And he played 20% of the refs. If he's so damn effective, how much is McDonald going to play in year one? 15, 20%? Where J.J. played about 30% last year, maybe he makes a climb up to like 40 so I would say JJ just because he's on the field a lot more and has more opportunity because McDonald, he's, he's going to be playing that Huff uh, role. Uh, now, do they trade Huff? Is it a possibility maybe for, for a tackle or, or part of a deal for a tackle? Then, then we can have a different conversation, but he's basically Huff with Huff still here. So how much does he play? You know, so I would say JJ. And Jay-Z, uh, do you get the sense that people are getting less optimistic about this team as the season gets closer? I feel like a month ago, everyone felt we were a top team in the AFC easy. Um, no, I, it, it, it's hard for me to put words in your guys' mouth. Right? Like, I don't know where everybody else was standing on the team. Um, you know, I, I think there's actually – I think camp has been more positive. Um, you know, you, you've seen guys like, you know, Ruckert step up and Conklin be consistent and all this stuff. So I think we're trending upwards. Um on everything else but the offensive line. But we've been talking about the offensive line for months now. Like we, you can't act like Beckton is here, basically. He's, he's just actually doesn't exist. You know, swing tackle, um, whatever it may be. If, if he's your starting right tackle, great. But you have to plan for him to go down at this point. So, and, and is Max Mitchell and Billy Turner a good contingency plan? No. That's fan since 04, age nine. So you're 28. All right. Uh, you're about my age. Thoughts on Salah saying he's learning from A-Rod. I think A-Rod improving the coaches is, is, is for sure a point that's not talked about enough. Um, did he say he's learning from A-Rod? I'm sure he is. Dude, he's, he's, A-Rod is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's going to teach a defensive coach some things and what he's looking for from his defense. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it should be talked about. You know, the, you saw Q beat Lakin Tomlinson and then, and then Rodgers tell Q, which, by the way, I heard, I don't know whose player interview it was, but he's like, oh, it's different this year, like last year and stuff. Like we didn't really talk to each other about why we beat. Why the fuck are guys not talking about that anyway? Like, why is that a Rodgers thing? Like why, why should Rodgers push guys to have to talk to their teammates about how they beat them? That's just a weird, that was a weird thing to me. Think about like, yeah, the Rodgers effect, but they should have been doing that anyway. I don't get why they weren't. Nonetheless, um, yeah, he'll make guys improve. Joe, our, 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 you can turn with linebacker. Um, I kind of mentioned this before, Sluggo. Some like, yes, but with that being said, um, I would like more depth because if, if Mosley or Quincy goes down, like we're really screwed. But in terms of Sherwood and like if your question is based, if it's like based in uh, or you're kind of asking it because of Sherwood, Sherwood's only going to play 40, 45, 50% of the snaps max like like Quan Alexander did. And then you also have a contingency plan in Amos who is who is back there as um, as well. And I know, you're, you know, he's a safety and all that stuff, but he's going to play like pseudo linebacker, uh, nickel linebacker type role as well. So. Um, yes, but like not so, so much. We're kind of in the same spot we were last year with a little bit less, less depth, which is slightly concerning. Um, but like concerned, no, is there some concerns? Yes. Does that make sense? Like, I, I would like a little bit more depth, right? Zari, Zaire Barnes or Chaz Surratt right now are unproven. Um, and if they come in with an injury, that, that could be a problem. So I would like more depth. 
I think Conklin might be the third best option behind Wilson and Davis as far as targets along with Brees. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Trey. Um, Conklin is a player who I've been talking about forever. Uh, he's, he's over, he's, he's underrated by Jets fans. Uh, Conklin is going to, he's going to get on the good graces of Jets fans this year. Are we keeping Koontz? Um, I would say on the practice squad. No stitching on the new white throwback jerseys. So you're talking about the numbers aren't stitched, so they're heat pressed for $180. Oh, fuck. I return mine. Like, my shit's supposed to be here, like, October. Can I just, like, cancel my order and get my shit back and, like, order a $50 China jersey? Like, what are, what are we doing here? It's going to be a shitty $180 jersey. Oh, it's not ideal. Yeah, Hawk. I didn't hear that, man. I didn't hear that they were heat pressed. Okay. Jermaine Johnson's awesome. I hope they don't trade shot. Okay. Uh, last time heat press was used, the jerseys were tear away. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's really rough. It's gonna be. I'm assuming you guys aren't bullshitting with that. That 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 sucks. But I really thought Hamza Nazladeen uh, would be something disappointing. Yeah, he got cut out, and I think he's on, I think he's on the team on injury reserve or something like that, right? So he's still like practice squad type player. I think he lands in a practice squad. If Huff, if Huff ends up being better than McDonald and or JJ, do you still think? Do you still look to trade him because the other two are the first? around contracts, how would you handle that? Um, I don't think Huff – so I – I'm trying to think how I want to answer that question. It's a, it's a good question. Um, I don't think Huff is going to have the opportunity to prove that he's better than JJ because JJ is going to play rundowns, and Huff is not going to play rundowns. And if you watch the preseason game, you watch Huff back to the fourth quarter, he was not impressive in the run game. I'm sorry. And, again, this was another thing. Like Huff in, in more snaps was not impressive. I, I get he got the, set, the sack, but in the run game – um, shot too far upfield. He got moved, um, didn't make many plays there. So I don't think he has the opportunity to, uh, to, uh, to take JJ's seat. So then you're talking about Huff versus McDonald and Huff is going to be most likely better than McDonald this year because Huff's already one of the better, you know, uh, like, like primary or just like pass rush guys only in the NFL. So I don't think the expectation would be, Hey, McDonald's going to be one of the better rushers in the league in a limited role this year. So He's, I feel like he's kind of already like baked into what he is, right? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Makes sense. He's not going to have as much an opportunity as much as JJ. So there's no way they're already expecting him to be better than McDonald because he was a beast last year. McDonald's a rookie. So how much more can he prove in limited reps this year? You know, to, to me, Huff's not back this next year. I, I really, I really, I severely doubt the fact that he's back. I don't know if I got bullshitted on Twitter, but somebody said like uh, something to the effect of, Oh, like Huff playing in the fourth quarter shows what Salah and company think about his role in the defense. And he liked it. I'm not sure if that's true or not because of all the Photoshop shit nowadays. Um, but it's kind of true, right? Like if he's playing the fourth quarter of preseason games, regardless of whatever Salah's bullshit excuse was, um, I think they see him as an only pass rush guy. And how much are you going to pay a pass rush only guy? What are you going to pay him three, $4 million to play, you know, 25% of the reps. There's going to be a team out there who's going to say, hey, Huff, you know, we'll play you in the run too. We got a shitty DN anyway against the run. They're not going to say it like that, but we'll give you $7 million, even if you suck against the run. So I think he's going to get outpriced the Jets next year. And then you have McDonald step into his role full time. You probably have Lawson who's gone. JJ steps into his role. You know, then you get a little bit more run to, to, uh, to McDonald to replace, you know, both Huff's and Lawson's, uh, you know, rushing. We'll see. We'll see. But with that being said, if they're going for it all next year, do they really get rid of Huff and Lawson? Or does Lawson come back for um, a smaller deal? That's probably what I would guess, that Lawson come back. So we're making a Super Bowl run. Keep Huff. Yeah, I'm with you. Keep all the best players. Now, if you're telling me, okay, trade Huff for offensive linemen, then we're, then we're talking. I'm trading. I'll, I'll fucking drive him. 
for offensive linemen at this point. Uh, if it's not the field NFL jerseys, I'm not ordering the jerseys. It, it, it sucks. They are so expensive, but the difference is so noticeable compared to years past. Huff was a UDFA, so um, – See, just logo, Joe. I think McDonald needs to put weight on. I'm concerned. Yeah, so uh, I'm with you there too, Sluggo. And it's kind of like and it's almost perfect with Burns. Like him and Burns are very similar players, like very similar players. Burns came to the NFL and put on weight. Does McDonald do that? McDonald's 242, and that's what I said when he was drafted. I expect him to put 10 to 12 pounds on uh, of muscle in the next couple of years or the next year, and then he's going to play versus the run as well. But 240, yeah, he's too small. I think he puts on some muscle. And the thing with, with the thing with McDonald too is like people have to think about. He's, 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 people say he's like, he's old. He's still raw though. Like when you've been playing football since just your junior year of high school, you're still going to be relatively raw to football. Um, now just because you're 23 doesn't mean always, oh, you know, he's great at football. He's only been playing for five years where you have guys who have been playing peewee since they're six, you know? So he's still, I, I get, he's like 23. So he's an older rookie, but he's still, he's still, uh, got a lot to learn in terms of like just football years. Off topic, but why is Aaron Rodgers ranked like 15 in fantasy? Um, I, I'm not like the biggest. Oh, I guess I am big in fantasy. But uh, t- to me, it's it's because of the Jets' defense and because of their running game. It's not necessarily like an in- indictment on him. Like he's the 15th best quarterback. I think that's more like, okay, the Jets are going to try to run the ball. They have a good rushing um, team. Uh, and their defense is going to put them in situations where they don't have to run the ball a lot. So I think it's more of a credit to the running game. Uh, the Jets, you know, eye on the running game and then the defense in terms of his rank for that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the hope, right? So let me, let me go a little bit into the game so you guys feel the chat a little bit more. Um, so I, I talked about the studs and duds before. I guess I'll go into – I guess I'll do the good from the offense first. Um, I put I put Zach Wilson in the good here in this game, and we talked about it already, but he looked more confident, more poised. Uh, again, he did get out of that pocket early that one time where he had the mesh over the middle where he scrambled out for no reason. Um, he, got, he got pushed a little bit, but I still want him to deliver the ball. Not even to the route over the top, but that that one drag underneath, typically with like meshes, and it depends on the actual like mesh system and, and how much freedom they allow it. But typically you have the two guys in like the most basic mesh underneath on the drags and they rub. And then you have, you have some systems where if let's say the guy from going from right to left, if he's going from right to left and he sees a linebacker sitting there in, in a zone, and he could set his his route down in the middle of of, of uh, two zone defenders. He'll do that, and that's the, that's what the receiver from the right side looked like he was doing. And I wanted to see Zach recognize that. Now maybe he didn't have faith in the receiver, so he came off of it early. But that was open. And then yeah, there was a little bit of pressure in his face, and he he drifted a little bit up into it. I'm not gonna kill him on that though. It was still overall better pocket presence than we've seen before. But he rolled out, slipped, okay, and then we had a miss on that corner route, but. The throw deep was good. The screen pass, which, yes, we're talking about screen passes. He at least hit that a um, little bit smoother through his reads, even though he rushed him a little bit. But still, overall positive. He hits Mike Taylor for a 50-whatever-yard pass. That was good. Um, Izzy, not much to work with, but you saw why they drafted him, right? And I always kind of – the phrase I always use with him is, you know, he's the angle eliminator. We saw it in his touchdown. That one linebacker had a really good angle on him. He's fucking accelerated for a touchdown. Like, that's what he is. So, um, give him credit there. Past that, Malik Taylor mentioned him. Alex Erickson, he had a good return. Uh, uh, Zach Kuntz had some some nice blocks. I put Cologne look steady as they go from the offense, good from the defense. Before I see the chat filling up a little bit, uh, good from the defense, and then we'll pause and go from the go to the bad of the offense and some other stuff. Um, good from the defense. Trey, uh, Trey Dean didn't like he didn't stand out stand out to me, but he definitely laid two or three big shots that game. So credit to him. 
Um, and I think he may be the pri- – I, I think right now he's the fourth safety. Uh, could be wrong. We'll see what happens with JBC and some other guys. But right now, trading is safety four for me. Uh, and he's a guy who can also take also a pseudo linebacker. But that's just concerning to me just in terms of like I, I want a real depth guy. And that's why I would love to have John, John Johnson's like a depth-free safety guy because Whitehead, strong, you know, box guy. Amos, box guy. Dean, box guy. So like if – if Adams goes down, I don't know. But trading, uh, Sherwood, decent decent tackles. That, that forced fumble, good tackle by him. Did he actually force the fumble? I don't think so. Regardless, it was okay. Uh, Chaz Surratt, dude, like that that interception um, that that he had was so, so nice. And I, I broke it down on Twitter. I broke it down on the, on the film. Um, but really quickly, it was just really good job. Like play action, he drifted up a little bit. Once the play action, um, once he realized it wasn't play action, his eyes goes to his right because obviously he's he. I think he was a weak side linebacker, but he's just looking to the to the to the side he was closer to. He sees the the receiver on a on an over route behind him. He checks the receiver, sees the over route. He gets some depth on that over route, and then because he pairs the over route, which is obviously going you know behind him and to his left, and now with that he sees the quarterback going to his left. So you have route going to his left quarterback going to his left where is that route going to continue to go to his left so he starts moving to the left and then he checks back to confirm it's still going to the left gets his eyes back to the quarterback gets the pick the eyes there were so so good i don't care that he threw it right to him kelamond excellent play from surat now with that being said was, was there some bad from him as well yeah uh i wrote that he blew a coverage on a screen pass and then he was a step late to diagnose another where they where they hit him for some big gains not ideal but still we talked about Giedry. I mentioned uh, Oda Nigbo, who's like a later round pick from like 2017. He's been bouncing around, but still a pretty good game. Uh, and then I mentioned uh, Claudin uh, Cherilis, who played linebacker and uh, had some had some nice plays in there as well. But um, that's it from the good from the defense and good from the offense. And again, I can get into plays. I'm not going to necessarily do it now. Uh, it's something I can do with Kyle because I'm not talking to myself, basically. Um, I could pull up plays while he's talking, but we'll do that in the future too. If you guys have questions about plays or, oh, I want to see this one again, whatever, I have it. Uh, and well, I'll, I'll just naturally bring it up as well um, in the future with Kyle and, or Nadia when they when they join me. It's a little bit easier to do that. So let's go back to the chat. Roger provides a little rushing value, not like he used to knock his fantasy value down. It's it's that, and I really think it's a defense in the rushing game. Like he's not going to have to throw the ball a ton. So um Reese will come back and be at uh, Dakota with the positive. I'm sorry, I can't put all the positives all the time. Joe, Joe is there. Joe, is there anything the Jets can coach on screenplays, or is it just a product of their aggressive D line? Um, is there anything they could coach? Yes, yeah, so they'll always get burned a little bit more than like a three-four two-gapping team will, because those teams naturally read a lot more before exploding upfield. It's, it's really just the keys and what to look for. And, you know, if a guy blocks you and releases you or, or how to, you know, key on certain team screens. Um, it's something that they'll always not, I don't think they'll ever be great at it because we have a 4-3 attacking scheme. It's just really teaching individual players how to diagnose it quicker than they are. Um, so it's kind of a hard question to answer. But um, like Q, dude, Q had plenty of times last year where he was pushing upfield, realized it was a screen and pretty much ran the screen for the, for the offense and almost picked the ball off or made the quarterback, you know, chuck the ball. So it, it's possible. It's possible. It's just, it's just about your keys and you have to do, you have to be able to process it a lot quicker than a, than a guy in a three, four can. Uh, oh, fuck. 
contract stuff. Can you explain the Rodgers contract after the pay cut? Did he really lose that much money or did he get moved back? So I, and Jay-Z, fully transparent, I suck with contracts. Like I'm not good at it at all. I don't understand it. People are saying like, oh, a $35 million cut. I didn't see any of it come off, so I don't know. Um, I can, I'll explain to you next. If you're here next week, I'll, I'll, I'll do some more research. Um, but to me, I, I thought it was just $35 million off the whole entire deal. And they added some, like they added like three void years to pay some of the, the contract from years prior. Um, but I don't know, man, like third year, he's getting a $37 and a half million dollar option. I suck with it. And Jay-Z off the top of my head. I can't do it. Can't do it. I, I did. I think a couple of weeks ago, I can't do it off the top of my head, but I don't have notes. MCT doing, I swear I haven't heard his name at all. Uh, yeah. Nick, Nicholas Joseph. No news is good news for, for corner for the most part. Uh, and MT2 is good. I'll tell you my concern. Teams are going to short game up the hell out of us. Hence my linebacker question. Yeah. It's, and that's what we started to see last year against the Pats, right? Like the Pats, how many running back screens and crossers and all this shit happened to the Jets. They're taking advantage of guys like Mosley and like Quincy. And I get that Mosley is, he's still a good player. Is he an all pro player? You're crazy. If you think so, I'm sorry. Uh, Mosley's solid, but he's losing a little bit athletically. And last year he had some lapses. I haven't, I didn't see him have in years past that bills game, the uh, jumping over the line right there, give him a first down. That was a big mistake. I think, I think it was the, it might've been the Pats game or, or maybe it's the, the bears. Game. I forget exactly what game, maybe it was the bears game. Um, their first touchdown, I think it was like a run to the right or one of the teams is a run to the right. And instead of securing the tackle, he tries to punch the ball out at the five yard line. And then the guy doesn't fumble and runs in for a touchdown. Mosley could have easily tackled him. He tried to punch the ball out. So Mosley's good, but they you could take advantage of Mosley a little bit in like coverage if you have some athletic tight ends. So um 351. Okay. <laughs> Let's throw this chat off and do some movie quotes. All right. Uh, no skill says, uh, what's the key to a successful spin move like McDonald? Always looked like a good shove to the back would would just face find the DN mid spin. By the way, got the money back to the double up. Um, the, the, the key, the key to it is, is, is timing the punch exploding off of your outside instep. And then it depends on how loose your hips are. A lot, a lot of guys you want to see that after you're exploding off that outside step, that inside foot, you want to see it as close to the, to the offensive line as possible. But really, really the key to it is timing, um, explode off that outside instep, the, the, the middle of your, of your outside foot, explode off that inside. You want to work that outside arm. Um, the only thing with McDonald with that one was he he overextended a little bit too much. You want to see it more a little bit more direct, um, a more direct, you know, uh, like um, I, I suck with like degrees and stuff like that. But you don't want to see his arm fully extended and reaching for it. You want to see it a little bit more precise, but being nitpicky. So good job exploding off the outside foot, reaching a little bit too much. But you want to chop that outside arm. You chop the outside arm and you time the punch of the inside arm. So you have one hand defeated by, by your arm, which is the outside arm. And then when you spin, if you time it right, the spin should con- – when you, when that, that offensive lineman punches their inside hand, their hand is going to land on your back, and, it's, and you're going to spin off of it. So that's going to be taken care of by your spin. So outside hand, chop. Inside hand is taken care of by, your, by, your, by spinning with proper timing. And then post-spin, you have an ice pick, which is basically when guys are going to, to wrap around the back and push themselves off of – off of the uh, off of the offensive lineman, so it's it's about not getting too much depth. It's about timing the punch, um, both inside and outside. It's about a little bit of footwork in terms of how far you are outside, how close your your pivot foot is inside. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, but uh, always looks like a good shove to the back would just face plant at the end mid spin. You're talking about an ice pick. That's what you're talking about um, in terms of like the shove to the to the back. But really, it's just to hold the guy where he is and propel yourself forward. So 
you have a couple of answers there, but I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I have a website that breaks it down if you want. Um, uh, Mike, Mike Cause, Joe, love you, uh, your anal uh, analysis. If we if we can trade uh, half, if we can trade half for Zach Martin, that would be great. I would keep ABT at guard and move Tomlinson out. Makai Becton and right tackle and Brown. Yeah, it, but if they are not making a move that big to then have Lake and Tomlinson sit on the bench for $16 million. It's just, I, I would, I, sure, I would love it, but Lake and Tomlinson's not, he's not being benched. He's not being benched. Uh, Surratt is a, is a converted key, uh, quarterback. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, no, that's, that helps you read defense and then shit for sure. So, uh, are you, <laughs> Joe, during the season, would you ever do a, a focus on offensive scheme and film the breakdown, some plays and stuff? Same goes for D. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So it's, it's a really hard question to answer just because like I try to go over everything. Um, and I know there are reviews out there that are um, a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. Um, I know there are reviews out there that are uber positive and every single thing is great. And this guy is so great. And those ones get more views and all that shit, but I kind of want to stick to what I do. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just, it's just hard, right? Like, cause I'm already doing this. I, I think I did 31 reviews this, this season. Um, each one takes about 10 to 15 hours, probably at minimum. Um, and then you actually have the games and then, you know, I have a full-time job. I also have a wife. I also have a kid coming on the way. So I don't know. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta see Joe F and blue. What's up, uh, Holly? Appreciate it. By the way, fucking love the old logo on the new helmet fire. Yeah, it is. Even though Matt, we have Matt McCormick. I think his name is, is talking shit about the, the, uh, the jerseys, but we'll, we'll address him later. We'll address him later. I'll let the chat fill up a little bit. I'll go back into some of the notes, bad offense, uh, boil. Don't really care about his stats. Wasn't good. Strebler was gross. Uh, goodbye. I'm sorry. I love the story, but we need a quarterback in control of football. Travis died. Did not look good. I put Brownlee in here too. Two receptions, 17 yards. I wasn't overly impressed. Irvin Charles is another guy who impressed last preseason. I just didn't see him show up really at all. So uh, those are guys I mentioned from the offense. Again, just run through some stuff. Bad from the defense. I put Smart. Isaiah Mack got destroyed. Day, uh, Dane Crunkshank, whatever his name is. People were talking him up a lot as a fourth safety. I wasn't overly impressed. Clemens was quiet. Homsa got injured on the second play. Not ideal. Um, what else I got on here? It's about it from the defense, right? I think, yeah, for the for the, for the big stuff. Uh, the miscellaneous stuff that I that I wrote down, Bauden didn't play, which, by the way, Bauden not playing in a preseason game, we're probably going to assume he's he's almost a lock for the roster, right? So there we go with Bauden. Uh, Ruckert not playing. Huge credit to him, right? You have a guy who didn't really play a lot last year. Now his role is so big in the offense that they're not even playing in the preseason game. Uh, and Kyle said it. I think Rutgers going to be tight end too. Uh, I'm not sure if that's week one or week 10, uh, but I'm excited for Rutgers. So, and he's going to have a, a plenty big role. And that's obviously pretty evident based on him not playing. Um, Turner and Schweitzer didn't play unless I'm wrong. Maybe you guys saw them play, uh, but those guys not playing, like, are they so locked in that they don't have to play? I didn't really like that idea. Uh, Solomon Thomas didn't play another little bit of a weird one. No Adams, no Tony Adams, which means again, lock is a free safety. Uh, and then past that, the only other thing I noted in terms of like the miscellaneous and the coaching, um, I would have seen, I would like to see Zach Wilson play a little bit more, you know, five, five throws, you know, give him, give him a half. Like, why not? You know, he still has a lot to prove. I don't think he's some lock to, to be the backup quarterback or something like that. Or he's not like proven. I don't think he's. I don't think he's proven that he's earned it yet. So I, I would see him more um, than that. Uh, other than that, Huff playing for teams didn't love it. 
you know. Um, that's it. That's all I have for the game. Jets tried out five linebackers on Saturday. I think they signed Nick Vigil and some other guys. Um, this is a thing where, you know, we're talking about signing Quan for, what, $1.2 million or $1 million, whatever it was. And maybe that's because the Steelers, was it the Steelers? Steelers told him, hey, you know, we have a certain, we have a big role for you. Where the Jets might have been like, hey, we want to we want to run with Sherwood and, you know, maybe it'll be a backup. And he's like, no, fuck you guys. Like, I want to play enough where I can get a bigger contract next year. Maybe that was his thinking. But the fact that we had injuries and now we're trying out and signing guys like Nick Vigil, like, why didn't we just sign Quan? Why didn't we just sign, you know, I don't know who else, Deion Jones or Miles Jack or uh, Zach Cunningham was out there. So I would like some more depth at linebacker, just like us, I think Sluggo said before. Um, I would prefer to have more depth, not because, you know, I don't necessarily trust Mosley or, or anything like that. It's just if anybody goes down, do we really trust Surratt or, or Barnes to step into a starting role? I don't. With that being said, do, can you trust most fourth or fifth linebackers in the league to step in? Probably not, but – it's a million dollars for Quan, but again, while acknowledging the Steelers might have offered him more playing time, that's what he wanted. But uh, let me—I'm going to pull up some other stuff too. Really quick, hold on, just let me adjust my screen and shit here. Here, notes, some stuff that's happened from practice this week. I also want to um, talk about some stuff that Sabo has mentioned, and also some stuff that the beat writers have been uh, talking about a little bit. Um, Mitchell's been better, better in practice. We've talked about that. Um, something else we're noticing is, I think. I think Uzama was talking about it in one of his press conferences, like how much the tight ends are involved. Um, that's like a, you know, I, I, I do like a Jet X league, but Conklin tight end two in some leagues. I, I'm I'm going to pick up Conklin in some leagues. I think he's legitimately going to get. Um, he's going to have like a five to seven touchdown year with with uh, with Rodgers. I think he's going to be targeted a lot more than some people realize. Um, Becton, another little note. He was off to the side a lot on Sunday. I heard yesterday he was off to the side a little bit. Um, you had him, you know, only play seven reps. You have Salah saying he wants to push as far as he can on Saturday. Yikes, man. I am concerned. I am concerned about back then. And now he's still not like fully into practice. Saturday is huge for him. The next couple of weeks are really, really big for back then. Um, I think the jets may be waiting and seeing, okay, you know, how is he going to respond? If not, I know that Salah said something about like having some tricks up their sleeves or having a card in their back pocket or whatever the fuck it is. Your, your your car better be a trade for somebody because even just moving, you know, moving back to, or moving ABT to, to, to right tackle, then your guard, then your guard depth isn't as good. Right. Because then McGovern McGovern's your right guard. And then your backups are clone and Schweitzer like that. It, it kind of, it, it kind of hurts your inside then at the same time. I don't know. Uh, other news that happened this week, John Johnson signed again. I would like to see him sign with the jets Bridgewater signed for, I believe it was two and a half million or 2 million. I can go up to five. I would have done it, you know, Teddy, Teddy two gloves. I would have done, I, I would have, I would have loved Teddy two gloves or like, I, I don't know who else thought like, fucking, I don't know who's out there, man. Nick Foles. Shit. Um, clearly we also saw a lot of love for, for Surratt. Uh, you saw solid, like, like glowing about him on hard knocks. Again, hard knocks, just shout out. That was fucking awesome, man. Uh, but he's like, Oh, you guys don't know what you have. Oh, he's so awesome. Oh, he's so fucking fast. Like he's making the team. Right. So let's, let's just, let's just pen in five linebackers now. So, uh, which again, may eliminate your sixth receiver for your guys with three man roster predictions, but clearly Surratt has made some, uh, some friends on the co- on the Jets coaching staff and a former linebacker coach. Who's now our head coach who absolutely loves you. And you're playing linebacker. You're probably going to make the team. So <clears throat> really curious to see how he plays again. Uh, some other notes from practice, Hardman drops, Deep ball miscues. Um, this is something I brought up a couple of minutes ago or a couple of hours ago, whatever it was. 
Uh, I could see there being a little bit of problems with Harmon just in terms of like how much AR prefers to go to him because he's not the most disciplined guy who's going to be exactly where you want him to be when he's supposed to be there. Um, he will alligator arm some balls. If there's pressure, he will hear footsteps. He will drop the ball. So, uh, and it's not to like, just like, just like, you know, like talk shit about him. I just think that he's getting a little bit too much love. Like I, I saw somebody tweet out the other day that he could potentially get a uh, thousand yards with the jets. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who's getting hurt. Who's getting hurt. So with that all being said about Beckton too, by the way, I've been hearing that he has been playing good in, uh, in Carolina, which, okay, good. Like when he's on the field, he's playing, he's playing well. That's a pause. That's the positive about all this shit, right? The negative is he's barely playing. So how positive can we really be? Uh, in other news, we, we really, which by the way, this is the only film review that did not come out because, um, at the, at the point that it came out, we're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, like, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But let's see. Let me see. I'm just going to pull up these plays. The, the guy who was right tackle in every single one of these plays uh, got released. Yadni Yad, Kajust. If you just want to just take a minute while you're watching this and just watch the right tackle every single time, uh, he was terrible. He got <laughs> he got absolutely mollywopped in my review of him. Um, just dreadful. So let's. I'm, I'm just going just keep to just keep an eye on Yadni Kajust. So if he comes back or anything like that, <laughs> we don't want him. We don't want Yadni Kajus. This is probably why we didn't put up the review, but he is he is dreadful. So he got released. Um, he's a guy who maybe I could see going onto the practice squad, but uh, he's 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 dreadful. He is dreadful. So I'll keep that playing while I run through some uh, some other stuff. Let me just minimize, but keep an eye on that. Uh, one jet drive. I kind of noted that down. I, I put one jet drive. Eh, and you know I don't want to shit on it too much, but we know what it is, right? I, I it, it's a fun thing to watch, but. I'm never like legitimately excited for it. I'm sorry. Talked about hard knocks. That was awesome. And then the Jets looked at five linebackers with the inside and Quan, which again, could be a thing like you didn't want to come back. You know, if, if the Jets are offering you $2 million for one year, but they're going to give you a very limited role and the Steelers offer you, let's just say $1.5 million, but they're going to offer you, you know, 30% more reps then okay. I get wanting to go to the team who's going to give you more reps, but less money for a bigger contract next year. So it's, it's, I, I hate when people talk about like free agents and stuff and they'll be like, Oh well, if you know they offered him eleven million, if we offered him twelve million, he would have came here. Bullshit! Like we have no idea. Maybe he didn't want to come back to the area. Maybe he doesn't like the taxes here. Like, and that's something we do. We have to think about the Jets too, which is still so much bullshit. The fact that everybody's dollar is not the same, but we work under the same salary cap is the biggest bullshit in the NFL to me. Um, out there, like I don't understand how Miami's dollar can get, you know, their, their dollar is $1. Our dollar is 65 cents. Like how the fuck does that make sense? So they should, they should adjust it. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you just watch a whole video of him getting absolutely shitted on if you've been watching that. So we don't really care that Yanni could juice, could juice left, but, uh, yeah, so we don't really know what happened, but let me go through the rest of the chat and there's not too much else. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll log off doing a, doing a solo one. Um, (laughs) I saw something funny. I had to go to that. We better see Pro Bowl Lakin this year, or I will think he, he he's not on the roster after the season. Yeah, yeah, Hawk. Because let's let's look at Lakin Tomlinson's contract after this year. Lakin Tomlinson contract. Because I, I don't did they move money around for him this year? I'm not 100 sure, but I know next year because he signed a three year deal, right? And like half it was guaranteed. So this should be the last year he has a big big contract for the Jets. So this year, um, holy. 
his dead money if he was cut would be $21 million. Next year, we might be – I don't know, man. Hawk, he's uh, – his cap number is $18 million next year, right? We owe him we, – we save $8 million if he's cut and $10 million is dead. So you're you're basically paying him $10 million to not be on the team. Is he worth $8 million next year? Probably. So unless they move some money around, Lakin Tomlinson's probably here for, for the next two years, which is unfortunate. I think they moved money around where prior to moving money around, he would have been able to be cut in 2024, but now not so much, unless I'm mistaken. Um, but $8 million savings for $10 million dead next year for Tomlinson, he's probably here, which is unfortunate. Or maybe, or maybe he just bounces back because last year he, he, he sucks. A big ass. So, look how great is it to be a Jets and Devils fan this year? Yeah, man. The De- the Devils are going to be really, really good. Um, they they definitely added a few bodies. They're young. Um, I would like a big move for for a goaltender, but you know, you never know with these young guys if one of them can step up fully into it. Uh, past that, the fucking Mets are just a, the, one of the most disappointing teams in all four major sports in, in history of professional sports. So, uh, I haven't watched a game for them in a little bit. I'm more casual. And even like the Nets, like, uh, you know, obviously not as good as they were in years past, but um, I, I I have a much easier time rooting for this team. Like I, I couldn't really root, for, like I, obviously I root for them to win because I want to champ, like I want the championship. I want to see my team winning, but like I, I was never a big fan individually of Kyrie or KD or Harden, but like I like Bridges. I like Cam, uh, you know, so I, at least they're easier to root for this year. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I heard I heard George Fant hasn't officially signed yet. Can you confirm or deny that? Or, or no, I thought I thought he signed with the Texans, right? I thought he signed with the Texans, Hawk. Uh, George Fant, Texans. Unless I'm mistaken, he's on the Texans roster on their website. Yeah, he's on the Texans. I would do it. I would I would have preferred George Fant over Billy Turner. But again, with George Fant being moved from left tackle to right tackle to to having a job to not having a job, clearly he seemed pretty frustrated with the Jets and and their with their coaching staff. So I don't think he would ever re-sign, but in a vacuum, George Fant is a better player than Billy Turner. So I'd prefer to have George Fant. You know, uh, Billy Turner isn't really like I, I'm. I'm okay with him because he provides some 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 tackle guard flexibility. I actually think he's a better guard than a tackle. <clears throat> um, but he's been getting his ass whooped this camp, and he gets his ass whooped on Sundays when I watch him. So it's not like oh well, he's really good at least when he plays, and you know this is just an off practice. No, he just sucks all the time. So Jets gang, what's up? I'd re-sign Fant if he's healthy. Nothing better happens. Yeah, I'm, again, he's with the Texans. So should we be worried about the drops? You you shouldn't like not be worried. Now I think the offense is good enough to like to overcome them. Like you have Rodgers, so yeah, you might drop a second and eight, but Rodgers at the same time is going to go out there and convert third and eight like it's nothing. Uh, but now with that, are our receivers more drop prone than than other receiver groups in the NFL? Or like, are we on the the? Are we less? What the fuck? What am I looking for right here? Are we below average as a team in terms of hands? I think so. Um, Hardman has terrible hands. Lazard has terrible hands. Davis has below average hands. Not terrible, but they're not good. He definitely has some drop issues. Garrett Wilson, while amazing, and while I think Garrett Wilson, again, let me let me start with this. Garrett Wilson could have 14, 1,500 yards and twelve touchdowns this year. Would not play twice. Does Garrett Wilson have some focus drops? Yes, he does. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I would say I would say we drop. We we we're below average, or yeah, we're below average in terms of hands, at least. So, 
you heard that he signed the signing with the Texans was bullshit. I don't know. Maybe it is Hawk, but they listed on the website, right? So, but they wouldn't be. Billy Turnstile not even dressing in preseason as absurd and really speaks to the state of the Jets' offensive tackle room. It's a concern, RJ. I, I really, I, I think they make a move. I don't think the Jets are going to be so freaking so dumb to see all the shit that's going on with their tackle position, which they they should have had foresight to see and realize that they they have Aaron Rodgers back there. And I think it was yesterday, correct me if I'm wrong, where somebody got beat really quickly. I think it was Mac Mitchell and like Rodgers was like visibly upset, like, dude, what the fuck is going on here? So, um, and he talked about it the other day, like we're solid in the interior tackle needs some, some work. We got to figure it out. Um, and if, if trading, you know, too much trading a, four, a fifth, a fourth round pick for Andre Dillard's an option, they got to do something. I, I really doubt that this is their offensive line going into the season. Has Bridgewater played in this offense, West Coast? Um, yeah, he played with McDaniel, McDaniel last year, right? Now, obviously, it's all different, but he's played in West Coast systems with McDaniel. So, 10% income tax in Jersey, big fat zero in Florida. Like, Steve, like, I, 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 there's so much shit that's like just like so stupid in just at every line of work, everything really, in our, like, just a lot of shit stupid, like, it's unexplainable. Tell me how it makes sense. Like, how does it make sense that they can pay a guy two million dollars and he gets two, he gets two million dollars or the two million dollars? We pay them $2 million and they get $1.3 million. So they have more money than us. Like they have a bigger salary cap than us. The Dolphins have a bigger salary cap than the Jets. The Texans have a bigger salary cap than the Jets. The Cowboys have a bigger salary cap. So every team in New York, New Jersey, California are fucked on taxes. Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense that they don't adjust that to taxes. You should make the same money in any, anywhere you go. Now I get like, okay, you know, uh, stuff here costs more. Like wherever all the bullshit people are gonna bring up, it's bullshit to me. Though it's bullshit. Make it, make it even for everybody. You know, if if it takes us ten dollars to pay their to pay their seven, then give us ten dollars and they get seven. Like I don't understand how that makes sense. It's really really frustrating to me. Um, like who to say that's not Ty, that wasn't Ty, and obviously Tyreek maybe used the Jets and all that stuff. But if you guys were sitting there and you had no allegiance to other teams and the Jets offer you fifty million dollars, you're gonna get thirty five of that. And the Dolphins offer you $50 million and get 50 of that. Where are we all going? We're all going to Dolphins. We obviously speaking unbiasedly. If we were unbiased, we're all unbiased. So um, I'm all aboard trading on edge, any edge for, yeah, seriously, Verge. Like, and, and I get that we want to keep a strength of strength, but I don't care who it is. Now, obviously Q is the only guy who's untouchable, but let's say, and I'm not bringing up any names here, but like whether it, whether it be now, I'm assuming that whoever they're trading for at defensive end is going to be for a similarly similarly talented level player at tackle, right? So we're not just getting rid of JFM. We're getting J, get rid of JFM for a really good tackle. We're getting rid of Huff for a decent tackle. But I'll be willing to trade any one of them for a tackle at this point because we have a lot more depth on the defensive line that's legit than on the offensive line. Now, obviously, you want to stay to like you know, the, the, the huffs of the world or something like that um, instead of like the big fish, but still you're telling me right now, Hey, JFM, unfortunately, yeah, it sucks. It is what it is, but we still got JJ there. We still got Clemens. We also got stuff and Hey, we just landed, you know, whatever, you know, John Smith, he's a fucking 75 graded PFF guy. And you guys all love that shit. Okay, cool. I'd rather do that. I'm with you. Rob V what's up. Appreciate you being in here a little bit late. It's okay, Rob. Uh, I realized I'm starting really, I feel really early. Cook wants the Jets to make up uh, for that tax. It's possible. It's possible. Like, why, why wouldn't you? Um, but, like, can we stop with the Cook stuff, dude? Like, the media tour, good morning football, training camp highlights, like, all this stuff. 
uh, for like running back for like a mid running back too. It just I don't know, man. I'm the, I don't, I'm not, I don't really want Cook. I just I don't I don't think he's gonna be like one of the boys. I think he thinks he's better than he really is. <laughs> there you go, Robbie. Cook can eat a dick. Uh, take it or leave it. I'd rather OT than him any day. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you. I'm I'm 100 with you, Ati. Fuck Cook. I'm not, it's just guys like really, really. I, I get he's the name, but if you're if if you're expecting Cook to be Cook, that's solely based on the name and not what he did last year. Solely based off the name. And don't give me the 1,000 yard shit because his offensive line was like was was one of the elite elite run blocking groups in the, in the league. So anybody can ran behind that, you know. I would trade Huff for a solid tackle. I would trade anybody for a solid tackle, pretty much. He just sucks all the time. <laughs> um, do you think Joe Douglas dropped the ball with O line this offseason? I do. And again, Arizona Jet. Like this isn't a thing. I think I'm I'm usually more painted as like the negative guy. Uh, with that being said, I I agree with ninety percent of what Joe Douglas did. Regardless of the result, his process for the most part is very very good. This offseason. Prior to going into it, I said you must treat the offensive line position like Beckton does not exist. <clears throat> so if Beckton does not exist, their answer was Max Mitchell. Hope. Let's hope Max Mitchell's better. And uh, Billy Turnstile. That's our answer. It's not enough. It's not enough. And, you know, I get they offered Orlando Brown. I get all that stuff. Regardless of who, what, when, where, why, right now, they don't have that 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 right tackle that they need on their team. So I'll blame him for it. They didn't do enough at tackle. And even with that, Dwayne Brown's 30 years old coming off of a shoulder injury. And yes, he was decent last year with a torn rotator cuff. Should he be better this year? Sure. Is he still 38 years old? Yes. You know, I'm concerned with tackle. I think that's the thing that could really sink this season, like all of us do. Um, but it should have been addressed bigger. Really, they kind of pivoted from – Going to Orlando Brown for $16, $17 million a year to let's draft Carter Warren. Like that was their, that, that was their pivot. You see what I'm saying? Like we were going balls deep and then like, ah, fuck it. We didn't get him. Now, obviously they could be working the phones behind the scene and we could all look like assholes here. But at the end of the day, the result is our starting tackle right now might be Max Mitchell. And that's not good enough for a Super Bowl. So. Nicholas Joseph. Yeah, I'm so with you here, man. Nicholas Joseph. I uh, wish we played with the fish sooner. Can't send that idiot fan base. Dude, the fucking Miami Dolphins fans are the worst fan base in the NFL. The worst. They talk like they have won something and haven't won shit, just like Nick said, in 20 years. Um, like, at least the Pats. Like, I, listen, guys. We've seen ourselves win. Like, even when we were 5-2, and two, we were talking shit like we were kings of the world, right? At 5-2. and two. If we were Pats fans and we saw, what, six rings with Brady – We'd be talking a lot of shit too. So like I get the hate for them, but we we would do the same exact thing. At least they had a reason to be cocky. Dolphins fans have no reason to be cocky, and they're the cockiest motherfuckers in the world, dude. I hate the Dolphins. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And I actually love their um their team reporter, uh Travis Wingfield, like a buddy of mine. Like I talk to him all, I talk to him like relatively freaking like we're we're friends. So I like him, but I want them to crash and burn. I I I I hope they go all in 17. Never root for injuries and shit, but dude, like I want to see them burn. I hate the Dolphins. And then right now, outside of that, we have the Bills fans who are talking shit like they've actually done something. Like they're the new big brother and we have to take them over. It's like, dude, you haven't done shit in the playoffs. Josh Allen is spotty. Like he, he's he's good, but he's definitely more spotty than some people realize he is. 
and your window may be closing. Like, good luck. Like, you're, 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 you did all this shit for the last four years to go to the fucking divisional round. Like, awesome for you guys. Congratulations. Now, let's take notes from the Bills. Like, you're still a joke. Fuck the Bills. The Pats are going to suck. And then past that, we have the Broncos, who, for obvious reasons, their fans are mad at Sauce. Um, because we beat them last year and he and he was holding and more play he might have been, but then also the play where Sutton was holding, he didn't get called. And he had the Sean Payton thing. So fuck the Broncos. We know that. And the sauce thing. They hate they don't like him, even though Sertain and Sauce like each other, but nonetheless. And then we have the Seahawks fans with the woolen stuff. Um, but yeah, the Dolphins fans, I hate them. Hate them, hate them, hate them. Like um, there's only a few stadiums I'm concerned about getting a fight in. Uh I'm not trying to be like that guy or anything like that, but Dolphins fans, dude, like that's the one I'm concerned about. Dolphins, Eagles, uh, I've heard some sketchy things about Niners. Um, but it's always like the most random shit, right? Like I, I thought I was getting a fight in Buffalo. It was completely fine. I go to Arizona. The Jets are losing 20 to the fucking three, and I don't have a jersey on. I get a hot, I get, I get hot dogs thrown at me. So you don't ever really know, but Dolphins I'm concerned about because I, I hate them. Like, with, with a passion, I hate Dolphins fans. So fuck, yeah, fuck the fish, dude. The worst. Um, Joe, I think the NFL has discussed this in, in the past about salary cap thing. Just obviously never did. Like how though, Steven, like how, like how, how does that, it doesn't make any sense to me that you're trying to make it a completely neutral playing field for all teams, but Hey, this team has more money than you do. That's what it is. That's all it is. They have more money than you. Congratulations. You, you, you're in a shitty state. So sorry. You can't, you can't sign players. Yeah. New York and California, dude, I think you should get raped on taxes. I, I, I don't understand. Cap is a fraud. Fix the cap. It it, it is such bullshit. It, it it frustrates me every time I talk about it. I just, it's just a it's just an easy thing that they can fix. And they don't fix. I, how does nobody say at a meeting like, yo, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, how do we not look at this? What what are we doing? How has nobody brought that up? Brooke wants to be a dolphin, just trying to be the yeah. I, I I agree with you. I think he wants to play at home with the dolphins. A lot of states residents uh, don't pay school taxes. Explain that one. <laughs> Listen, Slogo, I can't explain a lot of shit that goes on here, other countries, anywhere. I can't explain a lot of shit. This is why I don't, I, I just, I just fucking turn off, dude. I live in my own world for the most part. I don't, if I try to, to understand what's going on, I'm, I'm not, not going to figure it out anyway. You know, I'm just, just going to die angry. I'd rather just live, live and be, uh, you know, ignorant and happy. I'm just ignorant and happy. I like football and fucking watching Netflix and shit. That's pretty much all I do. So, um, yeah. I'm also going crazy to cook talk. And it's like, dude, he puts up a video up of him making cuts on Twitter. And it's like, oh my God, he's so fast. Look at this guy. Let's sign him. Jets like, oh, okay, like, sure. Like, I hate the workout. You know what's the most overrated video on the entire internet every single offseason? Is pushing cars. I am, there's 86 of you in here, including me. So there's 87. 80 out of the 87 of us right now could go outside, put our car in neutral, and push it down the street. 80 of us at 86 and the, old, and, and the six of us are bedridden and or old, so old they can't lift up a coffee cup. If you can't push a car in neutral, you you should be ashamed of yourself. So like the videos of guys pushing G-Wagons, it's like, oh my God, look, he's pushing a car. It's like, if he's not pushing up a, a, a hill, I don't give a fuck because it's easy to push a car. Like very easy. It's so stupid. I hate that. I hate those videos. Oh my God, he's moving a G-Wagon. Yeah, like all of us could. If that shit's on an incline, okay, we're talking. Right? Am I crazy? I'm, I know every single one of you in here can move a car. I'm not just saying that'd be an asshole. You really, I guarantee you could put it neutral and push that shit and put it on Twitter and like, yo, Tay with it's moving a car. Fucking sound to be a tackle. Sluggo's doing it. Robbie's doing it. Awesome. Look, moving cars. <laughs> I like to see Big Leonard in, in Jets backfield. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, dude. Like, 
this is the thing. It's like Cook wants seven, eight, nine, whatever the fuck it is. Leonard Fournette for two, three million dollars. Hunt just got signed. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's a good uh, is a is a good short yardage guy and a um a pass protector because I get like wanting like the, the the running back two or like the primary guy, but right now, if anything, the Jets are missing a goal line guy and like a true pass protector. Even though Zonovan Knight does decent with that and Brees Hall does decent with that, but Zeke is an elite run blocker or sorry, an elite pass blocker and at least a good short yardage guy. Lenny playoff Lenny is a good pass blocker and a really good short yardage guy. So if you're looking to supplement your room, okay, bring in one of those guys. But at that point for just a pass blocker and a short yardage guy, is it worth giving up on the potential of let's say a Michael Carter or his on night? I don't know. Um, but all I know is back, back to better play at least half Saturday and Dwayne Brown. <laughs> yeah. Robbie, is that really going to happen though? Probably not. Right. Like it's it, it, is Beckton really gonna play a half when he played seven snaps last week and he's not playing he's not practicing like fully this week? I don't I don't know man I hope so. Often suck not the team the fan base yeah I don't hate the players really, right? Like obviously we're rooting against Hill and shit but like it's it's not the team it's not the coach it, the fan base is the worst dude the worst for real yeah yeah but they're really they're really the worst I would love a swing for the fences for for Doug Martin. You're talking about Zach Martin, right? Arizona Jet, Zach Martin. Um, Doug Martin was the running back for the Bucks a lot of years, right? Doug Martin like lit it up his first year in the league and then just completely went off the deep end, right? Doug Martin. Doug Martin's stats. He got me interested. He fell off like really, really quick, right? Uh let's see. Doug Martin's stats. Go all out for Doug Martin to run bring into the running back room. Yeah, so oh shit, he had two really big years. He had 1,400 yards in 2012, and then and then 400, 500, 2015, 1,400, and then 400, 400, 700. Interesting. Yeah. Bring him back out of retirement? No, not sure. It's, it's Zach Martin, but dude, yeah. You're talking about going balls to the wall. Like, I'll excuse ABT moving out to tackle if we're talking about ABT, if we're talking about, you know, Zach Martin playing right guard. All right, all right. I'll take that. Take that. At least the fish really didn't have home advantage, much like Vegas. Um, don't their home field advantage is, is playing there early in the season, so they, they do have a, a, an advantage. It's just early. Never talk about their fans either. Fans are ass. Um, but playing that heat in September and even October, it's it's an advantage. Nick Martin, you fucked it up too. Who's fucking Nick Martin? Art, come on, you guys are better than this. It's Zach Martin, you got Doug Martin, Nick Martin, Joe Martin, every everybody else but Zach Martin. Thank you, thank you, uh, Arizona Jet. Um, let's go. That that uh, art I'm in a sec. Yeah, I'm just fucking guys. Very easy to explain. NFL is fixed. There you go. I went to Cardinals Jets. Oh yeah, there you go. Arizona Jet. I was there too. I was there too. Uh, I got a hot dog thrown me. I had no idea why. Like I like I can admit some games do I deserve to get a hot dog thrown me. A hundred percent. The Green Bay game. I probably deserve to have shit thrown at me. The Indy game probably had the shit deserve to have the shit thrown at me. The games we lose, especially on the road. I just flew there and shit like. It was like 20 to three and like Fitzpatrick was already playing like balls. I just took my Jersey off and I was like sitting there in a white t-shirt and like jeans. And then it was like a random from the fourth quarter. shot, just glizzy. I got glizzy to the back of the head. I was like, what the fuck, man? I was furious. I was so mad. Like, so I'm like, who the fuck is a hot dog? I remember that. But Arizona, I'm like, what? Never expected. Pro context should be adjusted for inflation. Imagine getting Zach Martin. Is that a, it's, it's a long shot? Yeah, for sure. Because my thing is, if you're going to look for tackles, right? 
Um, and, and I think Nania did this and go to Nania's article. Yeah, I think you put three tackles. You want to look at tackles who are like eight, 28 to like 30, 31 years old who are on shitty teams who don't have young quarterbacks, right? So you're not going to take tackles from good teams because they want to compete, right? You're not going to take tackles from teams with young quarterbacks because they want to give their young quarterback the best opportunity to succeed. You want to take tackles from, let's say, teams like the Bucks. Like you have a veteran quarterback. He sucks. He knows he sucks. You know he sucks. You know he's not going to be the long-term guy. Give us your tackle. You're going to suck for a couple of years anyway. Or, you know, whoever, whatever team kind of fits that mold. Them, the Rams, you know, um, you know, whoever. Uh, those are the type, uh, type of tackles you look at. So, I don't know, man. But Zach Martin, yeah, that's, that's, that's the dream. That's the dream. Imagine Zach Martin, ABT. Yeah, that's... Oh, and I love good offensive line play. I mean, like the, I'm getting the tangles on that one. Big game Lenny has also Super Bowl experience, brings leadership to the locker room, is a pass pro beast and goal line back. Also, uh, doesn't challenge. Bre- yeah, yeah. No, I, I would be cool with that. I would be, I would be cool. I'd be cool with uh, playoff Lenny. Just like Hawk with us. Who do you get rid of? That's my question for you. Like specifically from Hawk. I'm, I'm curious. So Hawk always active. Is it is it Carter? Do you trade Carter, or do you have more faith in Knight? Like, or do you think it's a thing where you trade Carter, even though he may be better than Knight because he may not be the happiest as a running back four or three? You know, so Zeke would be a great goal line back, inefficient per your. Yeah, that's the thing too with Zeke is, um, and I'd have to honestly watch him, obviously. Uh, but with him, like he's always he's always been the short yardage guy. So are your numbers going to get flubbed up a lot when you're running goal line third and one second and one short yard situations where, you know, a two yard gain might be good, but when, when you, you know, let's look at it. And like, this is obviously a very bad example, but like just to simplify it, if, if he had five rushes for 10 yards, we'd all say, okay, that's a shitty, that's, that's, that's a shitty stat line, right? If each one of those runs was on third and one and he got two yards, good stat line, right? So context matters. And, and he was used in a short yard situation a lot. So like, I'm, I'm not so sure how, how, reflected his stats really are of how he plays, but I can watch him be like, oh, he sucks even more than I thought he did. I just don't know. Steeler fans in New York are the worst. Steelers fans, really? I don't know. I don't really have a problem with Steelers fans. Like I, I understand Steelers fans love throughout the country because in the 70s and 80s and shit, like when there's only one or two teams on TV, it was the teams who were popular in those times. It was the Steelers. It was the Cowboys. It was the Raiders. That's why those teams have a lot of fanfare. Um, but I haven't really had a lot of fa- problem with Steelers fans. Uh, Cowboys fans, Dolphins fans, Dolph- Dolphins. If we lose the Dolphins, can we just knock it? I would take. I don't know. I don't want. Mm, yeah, I would. I would take one on one versus the Pats to sweep the Dolphins. Well, obviously, I, I should take that because the Dolphins would be in playoff contention too, right? But like, I I hate the Dolphins more than the Pats, like by a, a pretty wide, wide margin. Now, Bill Belichick, different story. I fucking I hate that guy, but ever get stuck in the snow? Push. Yeah, dude. Come on. No, I'm sorry. Mike McDaniel's cringe. Oh, from the uh, really? I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he's fine. But maybe I don't watch enough interviews and stuff. I know he's a little bit weird. Kenyon Martin. I do. Oh, Kenyon Martin, Hawk. Your Nets fan back in the day. Kenyon Martin was a savage. I. I don't know exactly what season it was. Um, but there was. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I was at this game. I don't want. I don't want to make shit up. I'm pretty sure I was at this game. I was like five or six years old, seven years old, maybe. But they were playing Baron Davis in the Hornets, like the, the Baron Davis, like the OG uh, dunking point guard. And I, I'm pretty sure it was Baron Davis. And he went to take a game-winning shot, um, like last second of the game. And fucking Kenya Martin didn't block him. He grabbed the ball at two hands on a buzzer beater. I'm pretty sure that happened. Maybe I'm misremembering it. It's just like my, you know, seven-year-old brain is, is you know, 
misjudging whatever happened, but Kenya Martin was a savage. Like he was like my original favorite player. It was Kenya Martin, and then obviously he left, or no, yeah, he left, and uh, and Carter came in, and Carter became my favorite player of all time. Um, but Kenya Martin is probably a close second, which you wouldn't think, but I love Kenya Martin. Kenya Martin, like Ben Wallace, like I, I love those type of players. Ben Wallace is obviously better than Kenya Martin, but Ben Wallace, what a savage dude. Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups. I like those Pistons teams too. They're tough. <laughs> Martin Lawrence, just keep throwing out there. Um, let's see. Uh, my favorite part. <laughs> Dolphins fans are true homers. They, they just suck. They just suck. Even though I do like their doll, I do like their doll. I do like the colors though. They're, they're, some of their jerseys are really nice. Like the white ones are pretty clean. I went to Arizona Jets in 08. Um, <laughs> that's a funny. That's a funny game. Uh, and this is this isn't like the most like glowing story of like my past, but. I remember that game specifically because me and my friend and we were we were in high school, right? So we were freshmen that year. Shit, I guess we were freshmen if it was 08. Yeah, we were freshmen. And we went to IHOP right before the game. And we realized that we didn't have um, the money for a big tip. So like the, the bill was like 20 bucks and we can only leave like 22. And we felt like assholes, but it was what it was. We were 17 years old. So we put the money down, dipped. Obviously, we ran out of there. And I remember trying to run to his house like a mile down the road or whatever with, with a fucking stomach full of rock hard pancakes trying to get back to that game. And that's the game that Eric Smith shit on Anquan. I think that was the same game that uh, – was that a game that far through six touchdowns? I think it was the same game. But I remember that game specifically because I had to dip out of IHOP with like however many pancakes <laughs> trying to get there. Coffee cups are getting heavier. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe we're talking about mine. I don't know what I'm talking about. Big Leonard could just walk our up to our third string QB and say, give me your number, Trump. Dude, I, I would much rather like do a Lenny or a Hunt or a Zeke than a Cook at this point. So I was at the Jets. My dog's going to start barking a lot right now, so I'm probably going to bounce off in a few because my wife just left. Um, Q, if, if Ty Johnson didn't tear his peck, do you think he would be looking for a, uh, looking for a running back or was he in, was his pass pro and size for goal line good enough in your opinion? Um. Well, the, the problem with Ty Johnson is if, if they drafted, drafted Izzy, he's going to get cut anyway, right? So, like, would, would Ty Johnson prohibit them from drafting Izzy? Probably not, so they would have drafted him anyway, and he's, and, he's on, and he's on the scrap heap. But Ty Johnson had good power. Like, a lot of people think about him just for his, his athleticism and stuff, but with his speed, he carried a ton of power. But he was really bad in the pass game as, or in the, in the pass pro and, and, and receiving game as well. So, um, But for goal line back, yeah, I don't think he would be the worst, the, the worst solution, but I don't know. So the only benefit that it was that open carry alcohol is legal in Indy. I liked Indy, dude. Indy, Indy was nice. I, I, I like them. I like their people. Uh, they were all really, really friendly. So I had to push a car. I had to push a car all the time and jump to jump start it. Started sticking it back in the day, dude. Uh, quickly, because I, I got to bounce out here in a minute. But I learned how to drive stick in Italy. Like that was fucking wild. Uh, and in Italy, because I, I drove for like thirty, like, I drove a stick for like thirty minutes, like an hour. Uh, in my like when I was like sixteen, seventeen, just like to learn it. But then really like truly learning it to actually do it, do it. And uh, Italy, like they really like screw you on the automatic versus manual prices. So we got a manual, like just like pride's sake. And getting out of the parking garage that was that was an adventure because people understand like, everything is so big in America. In Europe, everything is so much smaller, whether it be stores or parking garages or streets or whatever it may be, all small. So that was hard. And then immediately out 
of the parking garage was stop and go traffic up a hill at a, to, a, to a light. Dude, I stalled out so many fucking times up that hill and I figured it out like in a day. But just a quick uh, stick story. I learned in Europe, in Italy, in, in Rome, not even in like from fucking whatever city, like some other ones like, you know, Florence or whatever, a little bit less busy in Rome. I learned. So it's like basically learning how to drive stick in, you know, Italy's New York. Not ideal. So uh, let's see. Um, yeah, playing heck or playing Zach all game. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool playing most of all game, but when it starts getting dangerous behind some offensive linemen, it's sketchy. Uh, yeah, Izzy's not getting cut. I don't know who said it. I guess Hawks said that. He's not getting cut up on the practice squad. Bolden got knocked out. Eric Smith made a bad tackle, but it wasn't dirty. Um, that's true, too. Like, Nicholas, like, something that people don't think about with hard knocks is if some of these guys, like, ball out, they definitely get more eyes on hard knocks. Now, is it substantially more? Maybe not because those guys should be scouting and stuff anyway, but it draws attention. People are watching. Other coaches are watching. People watch hard knocks. So, Dolphins are my number one uh, hated team. Yeah, dude, me too. Easily. Easily my number one. Easily. Um, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I I think he's like a nice. He maybe he's a little weird. I don't know. Now, Pats fans are the worst. They probably think they're gonna do good this year, dude. Like Arizona Jet. Like I get it, but if we won six rings in the last twenty years, we'd be fucking cocky too, right? Like they they have the reason to be cocky. Now they don't, but we would rest on our laurels for the next fifty years if the Jets won six Super Bowls in twenty years. They have a reason. At least they have a reason. The Dolphin fans do not. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not going to move. Chris. He's one of the better tackles in the league. They're not moving him regardless if he's not happy or not. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Ben Wallace was a beast. Um, Chor, Chor, uh, Chor, Choro, Choro's on. Choro's on. Choro's on. I don't know. Um, Bolden was a stud. Yeah, Bo- I love Bolden. He, he was. He was like a. He was an old school receiver. Him, like Hines, Ward. Those guys were nasty. Love it. I'm actually surprised more defensive players don't beat their. Okay. All right. On that note, um, we're going to end on people not beating the women. Um, I appreciate you guys. I will see you next week with Kyle breaking down the game. Uh, film review will be out. Appreciate all you guys, and I will catch you soon.